Hey, yo, what's up? What's my theme music? We ain't got one, nigga. And it's the No Vaseline Podcast, the podcast that gives you the raw truth, even if it hurts laughing 215. It's me, Cool Guy P, and the gang is back. After yeah, a two-week hiatus, we back, niggas. We got Antoine, we got Matt, we got Malcolm, and special guest, my brother from another month. But, you know. Now, when it comes to, um, no, I'm sorry, we, we got to get right first with some music. My apologies. Um, but as I said before, all right, fuck it, we'll go with that one. Um, when it comes to this woke movement that we have, quote unquote, because I have to put the quote unquote in, because we have a lot of people who talk about it, but they ain't doing shit. Yeah. Um, in our, in our studio, we have somebody who's actually walking the walk. Um, and if I can say so, 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 in your middle name, seriously, his middle name is Moses. <laughs> so none yeah, other than, <laughs> none other than my brother, Chris Arnold, community leader, activist, say what's up to the people, man. Peace and love, family. You know, I appreciate y'all sharing the platform. I, I, I know, know I know you said here. you were sleepy. And you've been on your your detox, but I need more energy. All right, well, salute to the party people in the building. God damn it, you know, that's, that's the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, salute to the kings that's putting this platform together. Yes, sir. You know, you got to excuse the first time around. This is my, you know, my first time being on such a, a momentous stage with Nigga the kings. Nigga, light skin. So, that's be going, you know, I'm going to be a proper reflection. So, I appreciate that. <laughs> that my man, I appreciate uh, you, dog. Pleasure to have you, man. Pleasure yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, I just want to get into it, man, because, you know, I've been, you know, I've been friends with you since kindergarten. So yeah, yeah. Let me we're talking about care. like 26, maybe 26, 27 years. Damn, Damn. it's been that long? It's been that yeah. long. Niggas getting old, Motherfuckers develop jump shots. Motherfuckers then got tried to grow beards. You, yeah. you, you're successful at it and shit. I'm still at it. He still got the pork <laughs> chops. You know, you know, you know, had... Lick it, yeah, lick, licks, you know, together, you know, mm-hmm. you know, been there to help each other out in, in, in moments of triumph, yes, trials, sir. you know, family's been taking us in since, you know, way back, so it's just definitely been all love as we just evolved as, you know, young kings into the dope, you know, reflections that we are today. Absolutely, I, that, you know what, that was well said, brother, I appreciate that. It was, it definitely was. But I really want to get into, you know, the reason why we brought you here, because you've been doing a lot in the community. Um as far as just after school programs you you know you've really helped a t-shirt line come into full fruition and be in and gained a lot of popularity and i really feel like that's because of you and the work that you really put in so i just want to you know bring you in here highlight you because i mean in light of nipsey hustle you know we always want to big somebody up after they die Mm -hmm. instead of while you're here let's big you up now because I mean, throughout our culture, we say when we when we trying to hype people up or highlight people, we say they dick riding. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, Philly had you messed up on that program. Yeah, like, shit. Yeah. Well, when we say or when you dick eating, yeah, or, the, you know the, what I'm saying the new form of networking is dick eating. How about it? Like, but all right, cause we we going we going to kill all of that, and we want to be able to support our own while they're still here. So you being the front runner for all of this, man, 
I want to talk about, you know, the 100 Black Men of Philadelphia, Hakeem's Bookstore, the after-school program where you're teaching kids robotics? No, no. Actually, uh, I'm teaching them how to utilize language, bro. You know, so we're teaching them how to utilize language to right. open up unlimited opportunities. Right. Um, now, the robotics aspect that you... You threw in there that comes through the hundred black men mm-hmm. um, organization where I put my time in with the young kings on on every other Saturday in the month. Okay, and I'm working with the second through sixth graders, and we just use skills and interests that they already that tapped into mm. to kind of just draw light draw life skills to you know in their picture. Okay, because um, a lot of them come from similar situations as I did, so I'm right. able to relate from a um, a different standpoint. Being the youngest person in the hundred black men of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. so they they able to see a bit of young energy in me that they could resonate with, and um, I just keep it real with them and let them know how powerful their voice is, and mm-hmm. let them know that y'all teaching me just like I'm trying to teach y'all. That's good. Right now, the after, what's this called the the power of words after school program is that that that's what you're talking about? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's that's, okay. that's what I do as shoemaker. The power of words. Nice, nice. Now, it's reading your you know your credentials here. You're an ambassador for the NGO in Cameroon, Africa? Yeah, so I'm an um, NGO for the people you know, that may not be familiar with it is uh, pretty much a non-profit. That's what they call mm-hmm. it over in Africa. So I was uh, fortunate to just be obedient to my elder you know, a few years ago when she had me go to the United Nations with her. And from that opportunity right there, I connected with a queen that was from Cameroon. Mm-hmm. And she represented um, an NGO called AFNU, and the whole okay. focus of that is to connect young people with agriculture. Oh. Nice. So we had a little conversation after she brought me back out after that initial trip, and she blessed me. It, she blessed me. Like, she just seen the value through my conversation um, and me just, you know, li- really listening to her and being honest about what, what I thought I could do. Word up. And she just believed in me. Man, that's love Damn. right there. That's true love right there, fam. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I needed I that example right there. Um. Quick question, um, just to go back with the, um, you were talking about the power of words. Can you uh, explain, elaborate a little more on what exactly you do with the young brothers when you, um, you said every other Saturday? Okay, so all right, the power of words is what I do at Shoemaker Mastery Charter School, and I, mm-hmm. and I do that every Tuesday and Thursday. Okay. So what I do is, you know, whether you're a male or female student, I have them come into the fold, and it started off with me trying to work with males specifically. So it's actually divine that you said that. Um, because I was trying to market it to the young kings as this is how kings create a vibe with the queens through the power mm. of words. Right. Okay. Ah. And then it actually evolved through my program partnering with another program and they learn how to make jewelry, kind of similar to the, like the little bead jewelry that I have on. Okay. Or you may see some of the brothers have on and stuff like that. So from partnering with that, with that um, after school program, they learned that skill. So now the power of words is now actually evolving to teach them how to be respectable credible okay. trustworthy entrepreneurs that's dope. Oh, through okay. the usage of language right mm-hmm. right okay that's dope that's that's amazing yeah that's yeah. now i i saw i saw one video you put up this was on your, your instagram story where and this is why i brought up the whole thing about robotics because i saw you were you know showing kids how to put stuff together and it was kind of like robot kits yeah what, what now what was that but was that a part the same the same after school program or was that or was that something different that was something different. That's when okay. I come out and work with a, uh, a group of dope older kings, you know, that represent mm-hmm. the mentors in the hundred and black men, hundred black men of Philadelphia. Right. So uh, the OG of the of the group that I work with, the second through sixth graders, that's what he does within the school. He comes in, teaches them how to do robotics, teaching them how to do um, programming, 
mm-hmm. computer programming and things like what? that. So I just compliment his swag and just help the youngest from a from a, a, a young energy perspective. Right. Okay. So when like when I see the OGs trying to come at them in a certain way. And I see their response, and I just try to come in with a different approach mm-hmm. and let them know, yo, we really here to just try to gain an understanding, figure out where you at, mm-hmm. and then just compliment you to make you go up higher nice. and further, easier. Mm. There you nice. go. So, you know, I had to tap into what they interested in, which was the robotics. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, right. but I literally like, yo, y'all the teacher now. You mm-hmm. know, I'm a little, I'm your big brother, but little bro, you can teach me. Absolutely. And that's really what it came from. You know, that video was just, they put me on something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I t- I tried to take it a little further based off my understanding, and then it was like, yo, this is dope. My little brothers taught me something. I'm very intentional in letting them know, yo, like, yo, your voice matters. You can definitely teach me something any time of the week. Absolutely. And um, they just run with it. So literally, like when you see moments like that, it's just me just doing a a, a, a mutual exchange with my little brothers. For sure. Damn. Uh, damn. Now it was it was another another instance where I saw you teaching them chess. Yeah, that was when I first got into the fold. So yeah, you please know, talk about that. I, I like how you call it the fold. Yeah, you know, heavy, it, like it, damn. It's so, it's right. that, you know, just out of respect, like with me being new to the situation, I always try to come in there and just peep what's what was going on. Right. I want to add to it. I don't want to come in there just thinking I'm, the, you know, I'm the I'm the man, As you and should. I got the answers. That that's that's right. what's wrong with our with our society For now. Sure. We got that sure. savior complex oh. instead of just really acting like that? you know I may just be a piece. Right. To the bigger puzzle. So I just came in and really see what piece I needed to be for, you know, the picture that they already had created for them. Mm. And, you know, one activity that they that the brothers already had started was a chess workshop. Nice. So literally I just came in and said, you know, who nice? And then from there I said, Oh, you nice? Well, teach them how to be nice. Right. Mm. And then, you know, once they got it in from the lesson standpoint, then it was just like, now I want to see if you nice. And back those words up. So I hopped yeah. on. I hopped on the board. Okay. And you know, literally, you know, don't get don't like don't hear these words and think I'm the nicest chess player. You know, this, I, I know how to play because my mom put me on and all that. Um, but uh, you know, I just wanted to see how where that confidence really was with the young king. Right. And you know, truth being told, the young king beat me. Damn. You know, facts like he straight he beat me and he made sure he told everybody in the room. But I wasn't mad. I was really, I was so grateful to see him. Be able to back those words up mm-hmm. through skill, yeah, you know, and repetition because he played it more than a few weekends before I got there, so okay. he really knew he had the skills to pay the bills, right? Nice. But he didn't fold with somebody that was bigger, older, mm-hmm. that could have been more experienced. He really represented, and that's what I'm about. Just you know, as a black man, just represent yourself, absolutely. Man. Represent. Yeah. See, and what I what I liked was all right. And another thing is, you didn't see yourself as a savior but a servant. I like that. I mean, <laughs> I think that's one of the, the, the beauties of like really trying to tap into your purpose because mm. there's value in, you know, being, you know, serving. Absolutely. You know, but at the same time, you don't have to be so humble or so meek that you got to uh, demean or, you know, uh, make it smaller than what it is. Right, right. You know, because in any capacity, like all that I do is just letting everybody know I'm just a reflection of you. Right. Mm. Like all y'all, all, all the brothers in here, I'm just a reflection of everything that y'all got going on and vice versa. So like I'm right. just letting us know. That in my efforts, whatever you see from me is like, this is just what I found that I can do on my path mm-hmm. and in my purpose. Nice. And I'm just letting you know that if you just spend time with yourself and really discover what you're really into and how you can share that with the world, then you can do the same thing. You can really be the change that you want to see in the world while Absolutely. still being yourself and being comfortable. 
Right. And that's, that's what we got to do as black men because there's so many things that make us uncomfortable intentionally. Mm -hmm. And it's designed that even when you level up out of that, it's something waiting for you to make you even more uncomfortable as you level up. Yes, it is. So it's just like, you know, once you find that comfort or just see somebody that you resonate with or look like, being comfortable in what they do, not trying to do it for no cool points, not trying to do it for no paper, mm -hmm. not trying to do it for no queen. It's just like what they believe should be done. Mm -hmm. Then that literally gives you permission. Mm -hmm. And then when a person talks to you and and and, and, and the build is like that, like damn, he really ain't, he really ain't trying. You know, he ain't pump faking. or he really, yeah. it's, it's no cap in it. Right. Yeah. Like this is just what he thinks he's supposed to be doing. I fuck with that. Right. For or sure. He ain't doing it for your satisfaction. I'm doing it for my satisfaction. I'm just trying to let you know you great like I'm great. Right. So it's like when people try to give me the you know the love, I take I appreciate it, but I also make it. You know, very intentional that they know I'm just I'm just doing what you can do. I'm just your reflection. Right. Like, you know, don't 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 get caught up in what I'm doing because you can do the same things once you just take that time to go in mm. and then figure out where, where that greatness is at within you and then just throw it back out there. Mm. Damn, I like that. Any more questions? All right. Um now it says that you're a business consultant and director for Colston Williams Financial Group. Yeah, Talk about a, that um, real quick, please. That's a black-owned financial and wealth management company. Wow. Um, and it's ran by a queen. And well, you know, what's the name? Shout her out. Oh, <laughs> Tara Colston, man. She's something serious. She's something. I, I ran into her when I was trying to, um, excuse me, I was trying to recruit some people for my after-school program mm -hmm. to come in and add different type of uh, career experience. So I went to uh, the poet Maui W in the city's event. She a dope poet, dope young sister, dope queen, elevating. You know, the example and the exposure of different opportunities that the queens can tap into to be mm -hmm. great. Um, and then when I was at that event for Maui W, Tara was there as a um, as a vendor. Okay. And when all the vendors had an opportunity to come and just give their spew about what their value was, what they were doing there, I just thought she came in real effortlessly, real elegantly, just dropped, you know, the gems of what she had going on. And it was kind of in line with what, what, what my project management did, mm -hmm. what my project management firm did. So I actually reached out to her at the end of the event. It was like, yo, I think you could add some value because you a dope fly queen. My, my after-school program is geared towards young men. And what's more motivational to a young man than a, a, a queen? Right. Yeah, for sure. You know, but what's, you're saying what's really going to keep them on point is when the queen ain't sweet and she really require you to represent yourself exactly. as a king. Oh. And I thought like with my, with my program being rooted around language... I thought she would be a good test to see how effective I was. Right. You know, after I put in a few weeks with the young men and really teach them some principles around language, I wanted to bring her into the fold so that they can really be around a woman that they may have a level of intrigue or attraction to, mm -hmm. but are you still going to be a king? Right. You know, so that was, you know, that's what really developed our, our uh, relationship starting off. Okay. And then just kind of just building, building with the queen, finding out her background, finding out more about her company. I was talking about myself and my company. And long story short, I pretty much just heard enough value from her that I was like, yo, I'm going to dissolve my joint. And I just want to be, you saying, I'm going to join your team. Okay. And she really just seen enough value to be okay with that. And for me, it just shows like the power of men and women just genuinely appreciating one another, you know, genuinely listening to one another. Because it's not if always I was about caught up sex. on. Yeah, just caught up on her looks. You just caught up on her being. Or the material thorough. shit. Yeah, you know, the right. surface, right? you know, and just stay vibrating real low. Right. Then I, I could have messed up some opportunities to do what I'm doing. Being a business consultant, she blessed me and let me be the director of marketing. Nice. I'm the director of community engagement. So she just listened. She literally listened to what I do already. She knows the community is my office. 
And she mm-hmm. was like, yo, I want you to do what you're doing. Just connected to Colston Williams. Mm. So because, you know, I'm all about teaching young people how to get into their level of success easier and more connected every day, then she just allows me to still have the business consultant hat mm-hmm. while my focus can be on the marketing component of the company and making sure that it's a community engagement piece to Colston Williams. You know, so as she evolves the company, you know, it's going to be a community presence because of somebody like me. And it's going to make people more genuinely connected to us because we're right. going to serve you to elevate your financial maturity. Mm-hmm. Why are we going to teach you how, you know, you could become successful from giving back and really caring about people? Right. That's building. That's really building. That's building. Bro. Like, that's building on a whole other level. Hope y'all listening out there. And that's that's real. This is real jewels right here. I'll, I'll tell you this. Like, you know, we, we always say, and I, I've said this before, like, you know, you hear everybody, we need a leader. We need a leader. Who's going to be our leader? And I always say, instead of looking for one, just be one. Right. But at the same time, you have a blueprint of what leadership looks like. Right. Especially in the black community. Right. Somebody who's not just talking to shit, who, but somebody who's actually going out there, networking and, you know, seeing what young what, what the young boys are doing. It's like, all right, you doing that? Show me how to do it. Or if you're nice, like, just like what you said, if you're nice and just like that, Help your mans out. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's necessary, man. It's it's too easy for us based off of the programming that we get raised off, Mm -hmm. you know, to not have that compassion and understanding, especially as black men. Mm -hmm. A lot of us trick ourselves out of our spot and and, and opportunities in front of us. How about it? Because we can't handle our feelings getting hurt. And like you said earlier, it's a plan for that. Oh, yeah, bro. I mean, they they got it set up by time in third grade. And it's good. Exactly. And it's good. Shit, even probably in daycare, my nigga. But (laughs) it gets to a point where, like, once you get out of a situation, it's good that you showing them, yo, it's a plan for you to fail out here. Mm. So I'm going to get you on board to be the right way. And that's that's great. That's and, And being that and doing that, that's king. That's king status. Like when people kick, post, kick shit when people posting shit like the marathon continues, that's it right there. You got the baton now. Like you know what I'm saying? Like not. We got it, man. We got. Yeah, it. we got like, it. We, we like got it. You're we got right, it. Right, it, right. it ain't right for me if we if if it ain't we. Like, that's, that's, uh, that's what damn. my philosophy oh, right man, there. Man, I, I, I can smoke man. a bag of that shit. I can too, right. Chris. Woo! <laughs> Roll it up. Now, um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. You, uh, it says here that you're um, a volunteer at Hakeem's bookstore. First off. What is Hakeem's Bookstore? Where is it? And what do you do there? Oh, that's a great one right there, man. So Hakeem's Bookstore is like an institution mm. to the city of Philadelphia. Mm. It's the oldest black-owned bookstore in Philadelphia, but it's also the oldest black-owned bookstore on the East Coast. Mm. It's been in existence Damn. for 60 years at the turn of 2019. Wow. Um, and where it's located is right on 52nd Street. You West know, Philly? West Philadelphia, For some reason, man. I thought it was all the way up like Germantown or something like Mm-mm, that. Bro, oh, we right, right in there. West Blackadelphia, 210 South it. 52nd Street. Dropping off waters. We right next door to Mr. Hooks. So it's like, as you waiting for Say your no platter, more. slide next door and get that dose of knowledge yourself. Mm. And like, I'm in there every day that we open during the week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 12 noon to 6 p.m. Wow. You know, and I'm just in that joint just the one you know, get my free deposits of knowledge itself, um, but also help elevate and evolve the offering of the store. Mm. And that's what I do volunteering there. You know, I, I literally took my business side of myself from a consultant standpoint, and I've been working with the owner for three years, but only a few months ago where I decided to get real hands-on and put myself in the capacity of the building and said, I'm just going to volunteer. Mm-hmm. I've already been trying to do little 
um, services and uh, had built connections and get them, get them resources. But it was like, you know what? Miss Yvonne, who is the owner of the store, she's the eldest daughter of the founder, brother Daywood Hakeem. Um, she's been holding it down since 97. Mm. And she had so much going on personally that things just got overwhelming. Right, um, right. She was considering closing the store. And when I heard that three years ago, I was still doing the fashion thing mm -hmm. uh, with me and me and Ron Green. So we both ran out there being partners and said, we want to do something to do everything. But we want to do everything we can to make sure that you stay open. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even after I got out of the fashion venture, I just stayed true, you know, stayed committed to it. And that's when mm -hmm. I decided I'm going to get hands on and just right. volunteer and just set myself up in the shop. And bring all my professional expertise, all my community efforts, all my resources and connections here mm -hmm. and i'm gonna and i'm gonna help bring my network here right so literally like you know people like yourself are getting more familiar with it because i did that mm -hmm. so you know definitely come out to the oldest black owned bookstore come see how we can um you know we can build and share some of the value that y'all got because that's what i'm that's one of the things that i'm building up this store to be is be a distribution channel to that corridor on that's 52nd dope. street that serves a quarter million people oh well goddamn um but one of the things that I've, I've, I've really noticed about you is you're playing chess. No, like not not in the, in the literal term. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you remember. You, you said see what that. I'm saying? Yeah. You're playing the long game. Right now, the hood is all about getting getting the quick one, the quick bag. But, you know, as soon as that bag comes, it leaves even quicker. But with what you're doing, it's, you know... You're setting people you're setting people up for greatness with your after school program. Then you're bringing people to a bookstore. You're not even getting paid for it. But at the same time, you're still building equity in that bookstore. Right. Um, what else here? We got uh, now this uh the nonprofit, you being an, an ambassador for it. So like just I, I just want to touch on this real quick because I, I know you talked about it earlier, but I just want to come back to it. As far as your role here in America when the nonprofit is over there. So as far as your role in that, like, how are you bringing the nonprofit from Africa to here? Well, it's, the dope aspect about that is I'm actually the official United States ambassador for the organization. So I'm the one that's in charge with setting up the operations over here. Mm -hmm. So literally when I first got the position maybe two years ago, um, I was I just went back to my network personally and I got some dope brothers that I just know like y'all and just was like, yo, I finally found a lane to plug y'all into. Mm -hmm. oh. So like my man, he's a dope substitute teacher and he found his own way to kind of do that unapologetically by doing it his way through certain um, agencies and things like that. But he's the, he's one of the flyest, you know, most talented, well-versed educators that I ever met. And one of his specialties is, is taking whatever topic you like you really fuck with and really building that out into a curriculum type format. Mm. Uh. He actually was like the minister of education when I was doing the fashion. Wow. I thought, you know, we thought that highly of him. Wow. So I still, you know, I still honor that brother. You know, Paul Frosty. Paul you Frosty. That's my man right there. You know, that's minister. Like, okay. you see, if you see me, you know, with the, anybody and I'm saying the minister, that's who I'm with. You okay. Me? So I plugged him in as the person that's going to help turn all my ideas or ventures for the children to get tapped into agriculture he's going to develop the format to teach him that. Okay. Then I got my other guy, Terrence, you know, he's, he's the one that's getting hands on with the dirt in the ground. He actually works at community gardens around the city. Mm. Um, he's been doing that consistently for a few years. 
that's his passion so much. He developed a board game to teach young people how to do that. So develop the, the board game. Develop the board game, bro. Damn. You know what I'm saying so we gonna get kind of like on the, on the on the on the Derek Gray side. Yeah, yo, okay. just, you saying that same type of like forward thinking, right. you know, but tapping into the edutainment aspect because us edutainment, as, I love as Nubian people, you know, that's our learning style nat- naturally. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, they try to sit you down in the European institutions and make you fold your hands and sit still when we have people that like to be active. Right. For sure. You know, if we can't see it, we don't, you know, we don't believe it. Uh-huh. And if we don't experience it, it's definitely some bullshit. Right. 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 Talk that shit, Chris. Me? So right. it's like, you know, literally <laughs> understanding our culture and being ingrained in that, but also having a heart and attention that's really geared towards the babies. I thought my brother Terrence was able, like, he was, he was more than on the ball with this board game. Yeah. But it was just like, I would be doing him a disservice knowing all the value he got in that lane of agriculture. Me having this opportunity to be an ambassador that's rooted in agriculture and me having the sole power and decision making power to build this thing up. To not share the platform with people that I know have this dope value, right? And have really have good intentions and passion for it. So that's you know that's that's what I'm doing with it. I'm just mm. taking people that I know that had the skills to pay the bills, but don't necessarily know what opportunity is going to really value them mm-hmm. and do right by them. Because you know our culture get manipulated all the time and shit, Absolutely. and yes, leverage for the for the greater good oh, of I other do. people. Right. You feel me? And then that 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 bread that gets made off that goes to a other community. And stuff like that. But with me, this is stuff is really rooted in just making sure our babies, you know, get more spiritually in tune by just connecting with what we what we're a imitation of Mother Earth. Right. That's how human beings function. We just are, a, 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 a remix of how the world functions. So, you know, and knowing that I just felt it was genius. You know, it, it was a great exhibit of our black genius for my man to create a board game that teaches young people and old people how to grow food. Mm. You feel me? How to utilize the land to survive. And with that being the whole mission of the NGO, AFNU in Cameroon, and me having the opportunity to build this up so we can do international trade where the young people that's involved are going to be trading amongst each other. Right. Mm. Um. So that's the that's purpose dope. of it. So, you know, teaching them how to get back to Mother Earth, teaching them survival skills, but teaching them the possibility of world travel as well. Right. right. You know, the goal is for me is to really connect with somebody like Joel Embiid, who's a native yeah, of Cameroon. Yeah, sure. You know, and he has a he has an NGO or a nonprofit over there that his family runs, mm-hmm. you know, but let's, you know, many hands make light work. So mm-hmm. let's all partner up with you being a major figurehead in this, of the city. You, you you should build some excitement for the young people in the city. Right, absolutely. That should get them geared up for that. And, and then if you say, model. yo, we got an opportunity to get your passport, you go see the world, you know, with this mission based off these skills we taught you, it's really just exposing our babies to things that they never thought was possible mm. in the world that's already being tricked well tricked up as far as what they believe about it. Right. Yeah, for sure. Damn, that's Damn, some good shit. And last but not least. Damn, you already at the last but not least part? Yeah. Damn. Thought we was getting warmed up. Says it says you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. What's, what's your entrepreneurship? I mean, I mean yeah, I, he's I'm, been explaining his whole I'm this a whole serial thing. entrepreneur, man. Like right. you know, I, I got a vegan cooking business called Mills with Wings. Um, Shit, you know that's just an extension of my life. Most of my entrepreneurial ventures or my like my my efforts is just personal extensions of just like. What I just feel is like right in my heart and just really represent who I am as a personality. Uh, best you know, way. My treats. Like I, that's that's the best way to really be genuine right. with mm-hmm. this shit. They um, said meals with wings. Like so if people wanted to get a vegan dish, how do they get it? Oh man. So you know, they contact me whether it's you know through you, you to give the mic, them my number. 
Um, you can hit me up on Instagram. You know, my handle is zero zero underscore Mr. M R C E O. You just shoot me a message, a comment. You can find me on Facebook, Chris Arnold. Um, you're going to see a lot of the stuff that I do, what I'm about. And just reach out and just say, yo, I'm, I'm trying to inquire about Mills with Wings. And what it is, is we come, we're in-home cooking service. And it's nice. all plant-based. What? So we'll come to your home or your business. After we send you the menu options via email, you pick out what you want cooked. And then we just come in there and give you some dope food that once, you, once it hits your taste buds, you're like, damn, is this from this planet? Wow. This can't be from here. This tastes too good not to right. have the natural things that I'm used to eating. Mm-hmm. Why are we tearing down some of the misconceptions around plant-based living? You know, mm-hmm. for the same price that it may cost you to take you and, you and the queen out, you could probably pay less than that and have food for two to four days. And the food is actually good for you. It's right. going to have you feeling good. It's going to have you high-spirited. Mm-hmm. Your energy going to be right. And you're going to be like, yo, I was really thinking wrong about this whole plant-based or vegan lifestyle. Right. So we're just really opening up the conversation uh, to our people, you know, while actually giving them the real-life experience. Because like I said, that's the best way that we learn. Yeah, for sure. Now, my, my question with that, I'm a foodie. Oh, shit. I like meat. Go. That's Red cool. Meat. That's cool. I, I need my cheesesteak every now I got a vegan one for you. It's gonna be mushrooms though. No, I'm fucking around. Wait, what is it? What, yeah, now, what's now, the substitute what is, what for is, meat? What is a what is a vegan cheesesteak? I mean, some people do it with saitan. Some what? people do it with mushrooms. Some people uh, use jackfruit. It just all depends. Like, they use jackfruit. Now, what, yeah. is, what the hell is jackfruit? Yo, that shit like a, a watermelon on steroids. Go ahead. Is that the watermelon with the spikes on yeah, it? Yeah, real yeah. shit. Wow. This is like, you can eat this, and you probably can take it like a day or two off from eating because it's so filling. Really? It's so nutrient rich. Like, it really have your body just, you know, fulfilled based off of the nutrients that it's pulling from that jackfruit. Um, but I, I mean, that was one of the things that, that I got started with was a steak, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm a realist. So it's like before I even went vegan, I did my research to find out. All the foods that I love, is there a viable vegan alternative? Mm, and huh. me already knowing how to cook from my mom, you know, shout out to my mom, man. She definitely, you know. Mom Kathy, what up? Yeah, she the reason I'm really able to represent like this, man. A lot of love that she, you know, she instilled and still is, still is giving right now in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I definitely got to shout her out because first and foremost, I'm always going to be Christopher, you know, my mama's son and shit. <laughs> um, A.K.A. Put. Oh, see, that's how you know a nigga know you, you bro. That's, that's a family joint all the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, literally, like because she taught me how to cook early on in life, I kind of already had the skills to do what I'm doing with the vegan business. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just decided to just as I evolved to evolve the whole the cooking aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. So, me myself, my veggie stick is gonna be with mushrooms, um, peppers, onions. Um, if you wanna put it on the wrap instead of bread, okay, and, you know. But I mean. If you're a foodie, I would say definitely get with me, bro. Because, I mean, I got a lot of options. Yeah, Chris. I, I veggie, I veggie spaghetti is the best seller Chris right need now. help right now. Um, we got the meatball subs. Put me out there like that, man. This nigga, hey, yo, he posted a cheese stick. He said he ain't eating in the morning, but he posted a cheese stick at like 8 in the morning, 9 in the morning last week. He wait, was like. Wait, wait, wait. He was like, that, he like, I ain't eat it. This is from the other day. No, this was. That that picture was from like two years ago. It just happened to be on my phone. And, he, and I'm yeah, real shit. To go <laughs> to find like a throwback Thursday picture. All right. And I'm scrolling through and I'm like, I saw that. I had posted. I'm like, damn, that shit look good. <laughs> You 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 know me. The sloppier the cheesesteak, the better it's going to taste. Yo, you you you've been the cheesesteak appreciados probably for like my the, man, the, long, the whole time you knew each other. Man, listen, I need that. So um, real quick, <laughs> to that. um, 
one of our one of our uh, Facebook people, Norman Green. He uh, wants that information Norm. again. What up, Norm? What up, he wants baby? Information about um, meals with wings, real quick. Okay, yeah. So I mean, you said you on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So just find me on Facebook, Chris with a C, last name Arnold. Like, hey. You know, you want to go in there, you going to see you 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 I just got you. I always Chris go there. Chris Arnold. Arnold you know, like, hey. Chris with a C and I'm going to take you like back Arnold. to Pepper. That's all niggas was giving me and shit. Uh, Pepper, you right? hey, You said niggas was just like, oh, your last name, Arnold. Like, hey, Arnold. Like, niggas was giving me that all that's what day, we. Yo. That's what we collabed in Pepper, up, huh? Bro, yep. Up, right? I've been, I knew Chris is Pepper. And the green and tan and shit. Real shit. Back in our Pepper days. Man. All right. So... We're going to take a break. Damn, you're, still, you're still going to rock with us. You're going to stay course, here. Man, you're, I'm with my brother. Rock man. out with I'm the rocking. rest of the show. But we're going to take a quick break. And Mills of Wings, real quick, follow him. Uh, friend him on Facebook, Chris Arnold. Follow him on Instagram, double zero underscore Mr. CEO. And we'll be right back. It's no Vaseline podcast only on WJMS Radio. We'll be right back. Huh. He haven't like okay, you know, you lose a player like Durant. Mm -hmm. Of course, you you know you're not expected to compete for championships, right? But you should be a good enough player to get out of the first round. 
agree. know what I'm saying? You got to get at least be able to get out of the first round. And what kind of got me with Russell Westbrook is everybody comparing him to Allen Iverson. But that's a, just a fair comparison. I don't think so. Of course uh, you don't, Chris. very no, fair comparison. The, re- the reason uh, that, hey. that is, no, that is but, exactly uh, who. Besides the obvious. That's exactly who but, you compare him to. Besides the obvious Check of him out. why I don't compare him to Allen Iverson. Because Allen Iverson always made it past the first round. Minus the first year they got to the playoff where they, they lost against the Pacers. But every year after that. Every time he was in the playoffs, got past the first round. All right. Granted, but he's a volume shooter who shot not that good of a percentage, but which you, ultimately hurts your team. But if you think about that, who else did Allen Iverson have on his team all the years he played? Who else would you? Who else could you get to be on your team when you – I mean, I mean it didn't – to get Tracy McGrady. It didn't – and it wouldn't have lasted, just like Durant and Westbrook didn't last. At some point in time, if you can't defer, especially in crucial moments, it's going to cost you. Or like what Chris Westbrook said problem was – Westbrook, Westbrook's problem was if somebody scored on him, mm-hmm. he had to go back down and score on them. So he was taking bad shots. He was forcing the ball, having sloppy turnovers, which ultimately cost him the game. They were up nine late in that game. Mm. But they kept pressing quick shots. And he's the one, he's the point guard. Right. So he's the one that got to, he's the one that has to keep his composure and keep everybody, keep everybody under control mm. and slow the game down at times. But when he's the one that's so energized and so competitive to the point where he can't see, like, all right, me just trying to keep going, I'm hurting my team. This is why he's losing in the first round every year now. So he doesn't know how to trust his teammates? Right. Damn. All right. I, so, I mean, I, I digress from my he, he, he's Iverson <laughs> 2.0. Mm. He's, he's, he's Iverson 2.0. Mm. Extremely athletic, but... It's can't not, he can't do, work well on the team. He, yeah, and he doesn't have a skill set. Yeah. He doesn't have a skill set. Like, what's... What, 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 like, What's Westbrook's moves? Like, what moves do we have? Like, AI had the crossover, but what, like, what moves did he have? AI, AI played at a high level off athleticism and instinct. Yeah, that's true. And then once that, once that, once he, once that took a step back, his game it affected his game. Yeah, that's, that's why true. he wasn't able to have longevity in the league because mm-hmm. once he lost a step, he didn't have game. He didn't have like a repertoire of moves he can go to. Like Ray Allen had like, his jump shot. Right. Like or how how Kobe was they once he slowed down he was like he was he got a fade lot away. more effective in the post but mm-hmm. I mean it wasn't just a fadeaway he had a legit post game mm. the mid range yes. jump his mid range jump shot you know what I mean like AI Westbrook they they haven't developed like Westbrook is shooting worse as he gets older in the league he's he's starting to shoot a worse and worse percentage Damn. so if he can't correct that he's gonna always be when he's gonna be one and done shit any y'all got a retort because I don't. I mean, my my point of him not being like AI was just shut down. I mean, fuck it, you, Antoine, it is, for that. For it record. is, it <laughs> is what it is. What's up with um? What's up with Durant and the ball on his team now? That's uh, having problems. Draymond, his name Draymond. I mean, I think everybody has problems with Draymond. It's just that they were winning, yeah. so it was easier to like sweep it under the rug and keep moving because they're winning. But I think you know, like. In like a lot, like in a lot of relationships, some things you know they run their course. I feel like the, you know the, I don't I don't think the Warriors are going to repeat this year. Yeah, or, like just, just what repeat. I was saying on during the break. Like I really feel like they they got bored with each other. Like this whole idea of a super team, quote unquote, 
it gets corny after all. I mean, it's hard to like to play to go that deep in the finals every go every that deep year. every year and be you know you're getting everybody's best shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not sneaking up on anybody anymore. Nobody's scared of you anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you're, everybody's tired of seeing you win. So whoever you play, you're gonna get their best shot game in and game out and it's hard to sustain your level of play mm-hmm. every night when you're dealing with a different team's highest level of play every night now let me ask you, you know, <laughs> just just on the tip of you know super teams do you see the Sixers going down that road with, with I mean, the team that we have now I feel like man if Ben could shoot that if Ben could shoot a 10 footer mm-hmm. I would like us to, to, to compete for a title this year Hmm. But you don't think we will this no, year? I, I mean, I, I look, now, with, now, we playing Toronto. I think I, I don't think, like, it, us winning the series Ooh. is, like, out of the question. Mm, I do it. think we can beat Toronto. I think I don't think Toronto is that great. Right. You know what I mean? Siakam is balling, and um, and Kawhi is balling. I mean, but, but that's that's a given. Right. So, it's like, it's not like, you know, I mean, they're getting, they're getting contributions from their other players, but it's not like... They got three or four dudes that's like gonna go out and get you forty. Right. So we can beat them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just really what's gonna hurt us is our bench. Yeah. That's what's gonna hurt us. Really, that's really what's hurting us is our bench is so light. We don't yeah. have we don't we can't really play a lot of players off the bench, and keep you know if we can sustain leads and generate leads with that bench. But now I don't see like just just I'm I'm gonna I'm come back to Toronto, but. Why the fuck did we get Greg Monroe? I mean, we needed another body. Like, just you just need another body. He, we needed we needed more roster spots. Come on, but, man, you gotta be understanding. Move the bike over a little bit. Yeah, good, you gotta realize that Embiid, Embiid came in a little fragile. But we got Lurch. But you gotta but, but, Lurch, but you can't you can't you can't keep time. Lurch on the floor with athletic this big is, with athletic big. He, he, Great, he, he can't he move. Down. Who he the fuck is down. Lurch? Yeah, Bobon. You can't. Yeah, you know, sound like somebody you can't keep on the floor. For he a can't long time. move. Bobby. So you, if you keep him on the floor. He's he's a liability. But great. But uh, Monroe is better. No, bro. But he can Monroe move can get better. Minutes. He can get the so minutes. So does Jonah Bowden. I like Jonah Bowden. Yeah, you do. But can he ball, bro? Yes. Right, Jonah Bowden can who? <laughs> no, I mean, I think I think they got him for real, for real, just to preserve and be because nobody wants him be to have a Greg Oden John. Like yeah. nobody wanted, nobody wanted to see him go on that path. And then even yeah. even Brandon Roy caught some old knees and shit. Yeah. So it's like you got to really preserve. That's like that's the biggest threat in my opinion. From like talent. Now it's like to me, JJ is the most consistent from a skill set standpoint in my for opinion. Sure. For sure. Like you know, like he may not give you the same amount of points, but like from ability, mm-hmm. you know that he put in enough time in the gym working on his type of game right. that he's gonna consistently bring that to the table. Mm. Um, with the talent that's there now, that's been added with Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, I think yo, that's crazy firepower. Some people are saying the synergy, the chemistry ain't been there, but I think these are all people that's not new to the league. Right. You feel me? I feel like they all got enough experience to actually help Ben. You saying really develop that at least a baseline jump shot like Yadonis had, like Yadonis right. just hitting baseline Jones when Miami a chip. Like, there's no reason why they leaving this ball open to shoot the ball. It's a reason. No, no, I mean, my, <laughs> no, no. What I meant is, there shouldn't be any reason. There it is. There it is. Like, yeah. Because I mean, like Tony Parker was the same way, and then Tony Parker got right. Uh. Amari Stoudemire was only dunking on niggas his first two years. Then he went to a whole nother level once he hit that foul, that corner foul line joint that Chris Webber was for, was famous for. Yeah. So it's like, all you got to do elbow. is get yeah, get that little elbow joint, Ben. Because honestly, with him playing T- the T.J. point McConnell guard, got it. 
TJ, but yeah, but TJ undersized. Yeah. And you know the he don't bring the mismatch that Ben had. Ben this being his size, all he got to do is be able to just attack you on the outside mid range, mm -hmm. and then bully you to get your your star point guard in foul trouble. How about that? Because their bench point guard is definitely not gonna be able to handle Ben. And yeah. then Ben to be able to have those games where he had in the first round of playoffs, really just abusing the team, because nobody can really match <laughs> up against him. And if you got to put your best player or defender like Kawhi on him, or even if you got to switch between Kawhi and Siakam, Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, mm -hmm. Tobias Harris, <laughs> JJ going to run somebody around. Yeah. Like Kyle, Kyle Lowry, he can't, he can't keep up. He already he, he on he, one league. He, this is what I, I wanted to come back to when it came to Toronto. And I don't want to seem like I'm just that over-emotional Sixers fan, even though that I am. But I just want to say that Kyle Lowry – in my opinion, is another Dudley. Just just that fat nigga at the YMCA that talked the most shit and he hit one shot and he feels like he's the shit and he's going to shoot more. But Antoine, I want to bring this question to you when it comes to Toronto. Is Toronto that team where you cut the head off and the body dies? Like if we if we can shut down Kawhi. Does everybody else fold, in your opinion? I mean, I'm going to say no. Well, I feel like I, I'll say no because I think Siakam is coming to ball no matter what. Mm. Like, if whether Kawhi has a good game or not, Siakam is going to come try to ball. He's going to come try to ball anyway. But I feel like it definitely will affect uh, Kyle Lowry's game because, I mean, it seems like he doesn't perform well in the pressure moments. seems like he's been – I don't he, think he can perform well by himself. I mean, I'm just looking. I'm just thinking about his performances over the last few years in the playoffs, and it seemed like the tighter the situation, the less he shows up, really. Mm. So, I mean, it, it comes to one of them. It just comes down to can we match, can we can we score with them, and can we play defense when it matters? Like, right. we can't get killed off the pick and roll like we've been getting killed all year. Yeah. I mean, if we can defend the pick and roll, I feel like we'll be all right. If we can come out, if we can get, we can steal a game in Toronto. If we can come back to Philly one one, mm -hmm. I like our chances. Right. I like our I like our chances. If we can if we can get a game in Toronto, I really like our chances to win that series. Now you're a coach. Or you're starting to coach. Yeah, right. So but I know it's, it's football, but I want to keep it basketball. Okay. Right. For the dummies out there, how does one defend the pick and roll? You have to talk. Mm. You have to. I mean, it's, it's the, the pick and roll is is basketball one on one. You right. have to yo switch. Right. You know, call out the pick, pick left, pick right, switch, right. help. Like you, that's that's how you defend <laughs> the pick yeah. and roll. It's really that simple. So there's help. no way to, that, like, to go. That, to that's go shit's over effort. The pick and roll or under. Now, you can go over or under. You right. can. I mean, like you, he said, communicate. Like, all right, if 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 a shooter got the ball and he's getting a pick set on him, you want to go under. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to come over, you don't want to come around the top of the pick because you don't want to give him space to shoot the ball. Right. So you want to go under the pick. If it's a driver, you want to go over the pick. You want to go over top. Mm. So you don't because you want to cut that lane off. I mean, this shit is bad. This is basketball one. Yeah. It's, right. It's, they, it's effort. You have to want to do it. And I don't, I don't know that the Sixers have been wanting to cover that pick and roll like they should have, or depending on what unit you have out there. Like if you got JJ out there in the pick and roll setting. He's a defensive liability, yes, depending. You know what I mean? So oh he may God, not yes, be athletic yes. enough to get around it. But you know, he a little long in the tooth. He's been in the league a while. Yeah. So he may not. 
so he may That's not be able shit. he may not be able <laughs> yeah. to work around and work under those picks and sure. still be effective so but i would say the main thing they got to do is just you know they got to talk and they got to have that effort and they got to want to to defend the pick and roll mm. okay so going back to the west who's your pick to come out the west ah man well, matter of fact western conference finals who you got See, I, I haven't looked at the how the seedings match up, but mm-hmm. the I'm gonna say the Western Conference Finals. All right, because if the Warriors win tonight, they gotta play the Rockets next, right? Yes. All right, so whoever wins that one is coming out is, is going to the finals, the Western Conference Finals. Anyway, Warriors Rockets, and I think the Rockets gonna beat them this year. So I'll say Rockets. Blazers. I was about to say yeah. that. I'm gonna watch basketball, but I was gonna say the Blazers. See? Damn, Rockets, Blazers, and I give the Blazers a puncher's chance against the Rockets in the finals. What's the boy yeah. name play for the Blazers? Damian. Yo, I yo, and I see, like that, the way he ball, bro. That's who I was. I, that's who I was getting ready because that's the, to the pick. But that's, that's the difference. That's the difference between. Yeah. Now, I haven't seen the shot. That's the difference between him and Westbrook. Damian Lillard is a basketball player. Westbrook is an athlete Westbrook. who plays basketball. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I was just getting ready. I, I was going to bring that up too because I saw somebody um, comment on this on this um, on this post. Right, he said that Westbrook he doesn't play basketball. No, he doesn't. He's a hooper. Yeah, he, he just hoop. he don't right. play ball. He just hoop. Right. So, um, I I, I pick Portland. And Golden State, I mean Golden State for obvious reasons, but with Portland, Portland can't beat Golden State. But I just feel like Dame has a point to prove. Yeah, he, I feel you on that. He got and a point to prove. He's really playing with this chip on his shoulder. Yeah, but it, where he's he, pulling up from fifty like it's nothing. Yeah, but he's been doing that all year. Yeah, he's, this is true. He's eight, he's eight out of twelve from thirty plus. See, he he probably so, been. Go ahead, my baby. That's what he, you know, that's what he do. But like, like I said, I like them against Houston. Mm-hmm. They match up better with Houston than they do against Golden State. Mm. They match up better with Houston. Okay. Like if if Houston knocks off Golden State, which I think they're gonna knock them off this year, right? Then I think it's gonna be Houston gonna end up coming. I mean, Portland got a chance of coming out. Yeah. But I'm still I'm still pick the Rockets, but. Houston got a, a shot. So right now, my finals, I got Milwaukee against Houston. Chris, who's your um, in your finals? Damn, with that analysis right there, um, that gave me something to think about. Yeah, this is our resident sports analyst here. No, I, I definitely, no, I definitely respect the uh, the black genius that he laid down because you know, anytime he get somebody can you know lay out the game like that, mm-hmm. um, and people that don't know the game like that can keep up. Yeah, and sure. really take away like yeah, 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 he's sharp, you know. Fast shouts to him. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, it's all love. Yeah, um, man. But I would say the Warriors. And as much as I want to see Boston, I fuck might, Boston. I might gotta fuck with the the um the Bucks though. I think I think if Middleton get it in like 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 he can, and then I, like the boy Brogdon, he cool. You know, if he can add something that's good. But I think if 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 if, if the boy Giannis snaps like he's been snapping. And then Middleton help out, and then Brook Brook Lopez is kicking in like he's been doing. I think they got a nice formula, you know, defensively mm-hmm. to stop people, but also offensively, man. A lot of people not gonna be able to match up. Mm. Um, so that's what I really see. 
um, that Milwaukee and that Golden State situation. Milwaukee, Golden State, Malcolm. I'm thinking uh, Blazers and Sixers. Ooh, I like oh, that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Come I like on, that. Malcolm. I like that. I like that. I don't think it's wait, happening. No, wait, but I like don't, that. Don't 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 just say it. <laughs> Why? I mean, the Sixers. I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 I knew you were going to do that. I just think it's the Sixers year. Yeah. I just think it's the Sixers year. I mean, and uh, uh, I think and like I said, like Damian Iller is really showing out his year as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, becoming a clutch player. If and, if um, Portland still had Nurkic. Yeah. Then I would definitely be on Portland's yeah. side, but they, you know, because like, all right, let's say Portland got played Golden State. Who is covering Durant? Uh, and that's the reason why. That's not my bad. Let me oh, keep it real. That's shit. not the reason, but I don't know. That's why I was thinking. I don't know. That's why I said, like, if Houston cannot go and stay out, I like Port. I give Portland a chance against Houston. Yeah, but if. Portland got to play Golden State. They don't have a chance. I don't give them a chance. Mm. Like they, they, I don't give them a chance because they just don't match up well. It's just they can't. It's too many. It's too many positions where it's a mismatch for them on defensively. Like they, they, all right, I'm ready. It's gonna be the Warriors and the motherfucking Bucks. This nigga looking on his phone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> look, look what I got. Though. I'm looking at the motherfucking bracket. I ain't even looking at statistics. I'm just looking at the bracket. So, Don't Kawhi, right. hold up, but hold my bad. I cut you off. But the bull who play on the Bucks is that's Giannis. Giannis. That's the Greek. Oh freak. yeah, the Greek freak Greek is definitely freak. going to the finals this year. I think it's his time. Yeah. Um, okay. And you want to know my reason why? Please. I don't know. I'm just going <laughs> off the bracket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay. I, I gotta. I gotta be very, very. Um, Mindful with what I say, because I, I want to pick the Sixers, but I know whenever every time I predict, my predictions are always wrong when it comes to the Sixers. All right, so I'm all right. Not going to pick the Sixers. I'm going with as much as I want to say, uh, Portland and Philly. I'm going to go Portland and Milwaukee, because like yeah. I said. Dame, after seeing that shot and seeing how emotionless he was, that sold me that, like, yo, this dude is out for blood by any means necessary. Right. I can fuck with a baller like that. Dame's always, he's always like that, though. But he never takes that, any, he never, he never gets too high or too low. Like, that's, that's like that one of shot, the staples of him, of it. I, I'm with you. You know, he took, he took Houston out like two years ago. I with remember the, with that. The same type I, shot. I and, remember that. Golden State bust that ass. I'm sure they did. <laughs> the next uh, series. But after seeing that shit pulling up from 50. 37. We'll say 50 for the sake of argument. Now we're going to say 40. Say we 50. give him 40. Yeah, we right. give him 40. Right, we'll, 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 we'll you want 13 more You know what I mean? God damn, bro. That's, that's, a, that's on the other side of half right. court. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we'll say 40. Because I, I saw... A stat that said 50 all right but we'll go for it <laughs> 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 all right we'll go 40 he pops up on paul george from 40 like it was Damn nothing it. paul george what and happened to that guy? everybody is screaming and celebrating and he's had the same fucking look like this shit is nothing i fuck with that them icing ice in the veins players mm-hmm you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can fuck with that. Yeah, especially, the hand, yeah. like especially I'm 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 still reading this book called Relentless by Tim Grover, and he talks about that being the cleaner. 
that's somebody that everybody goes to break glass in case of emergency and what he showed me was break glass in case of emergency like all right it's on me i know this is my job right. i'm gonna deliver he delivered and he was just like see i told you i'm going to deliver so i fuck with that heavy and milwaukee that dude Giannis is just unreal yeah like you can't keep him out the lane no like 72 percent of his points come from from like two feet away from the basket right. or something like that so i he, mean he, he he got a little three arguably yeah, he has. He's improved on his outside shooting yeah. this year. He so, definitely has improved. I, just them two, them two players, and with their with their teams, because I fuck with CJ McCollum. I don't like in his uh, canter because he's just so good at rebounding. Like that shit is annoying. So I'm just gonna go with them. Brook Lopez, great three point shooter, just out of fucking nowhere. Um, I like Eric Blesso because of how much of an asshole he is. Yeah, he's like one of pesky like defender type dudes. So who you got winning it all then? If you picking Milwaukee, you said Milwaukee and Portland. Milwaukee and Portland. So who you got winning it all? <laughs> I don't know. Let's I want to see them go to like a game fourteen. Like play <laughs> a game fourteen. A game fourteen. Yeah. I see. Like, I got. I got. This shit I got, got Houston winning. This it. She got to be battled out to the death. I'm sorry. I got, I got Houston winning it. I want to see Chris Paul get the ring. Chris Paul, uh, Chris Paul, he he, deserve he a definitely ring. deserve it. That's that's some real yeah. When you want to talk yeah. about that, he, he deserve a ring. Yeah. Not feeling Chris Peasy CP three. No, no CP. <laughs> I see what you try to do there, nigga. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, uh, Chris Paul's a great great point guard. Okay, okay. I'm just not a fan of James Harden. What the fuck I got to do with him? Oh wait, they're on the same team. Damn, damn. same team. God damn, you man. Gotta, you got to pay attention if you want to learn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I said, I'm 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 not a James Harden fan, cause like he. What's wrong with James Harden? I just don't like the way he plays. You don't like that step back? Is that what it is? Because he travels. That they, shit is they crazy. Don't call it. That shit is out of pocket. But, but they they they. I was watching something where they kind of explained it. The reason why he's they say he's able to get that like extra little step is because he. He's paying off the refs. No, they they would no they because they had a ref on there explaining. It. It's like when he begins to step back, it's like he's not he hasn't actually gathered the ball yet, so they don't consider it a step. Then he so he takes that step. It's almost like he's bringing the ball up like it's a drill. It's still, he's still in the dribble motion when he's taking that step. Then he gathers and he takes the he takes the mother steps and then he shoots it. That's what the ref said when so they give it to in, him. In that case, that's why you see it I not keep, called like I can that. Keep my hand on top of the ball and take three steps while I'm running. You can't. I'm cool. Nah, see, bro, it is it, it, it's, it's real subtle what he's doing. It is real. Like if you got to really break, because I was like bored one day after he after the ref broke it down. So when I watched the game, I was like pausing it, and rewinding it, and you know playing it back to see what he was mm. doing. Is getting replaced in the wrong. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> really like he really found the loophole because he's not he doesn't have a ball high enough to like to consider like a high dribble or, or he's not palming it. He's like he really is like getting space. He's really taking a step in between the dribble and the ball coming into his hand. That's heavy. He's like really he's getting a step off when the ball is like boom bang boom shot. Mm. Like he's really he's figured it out. So when a ball in motion, from I'm the, not buying. He's figured. Nah, he figured. I, 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 I agree. I agree. I agree. I was with you the whole way through, 
And then I went, I sat there and broke it down one day. I was like, okay, now I see what he's doing. I see how he's getting away with it. Yeah, actually, that's was genius. This, was this on TV yeah. or was this like online? The the ref was on like it was like on NBA to jump or something like that. Right, but then I actually was watching the game one day and they were showing a replay from the camera that's above him, like mm-hmm. when he when he when he when, he, when it's above him when he was at like on, the on top point of the line. Court. Yeah, yeah. And I just kept rewinding it there. I'm like, okay, that now I see what he's doing. And it's it's not a lot of dudes that can do it because you got say. your feet, your footwork got to be crazy because he right. he has good footwork. Because if, if you want to give it to him or not, it's only a couple dudes that can really pull it off. It kind of reminds me of um, like when Tracy McGrady would do the dribble, like he's getting ready to cross over and then step step to the side, yeah, and shoot. So I I get it, but with that, it wasn't that 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 half step after the two steps. See, like, like with James Harden. See, you see that that that's where you messing up at. My fault. It's 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 not a half step after the two steps. The half step is coming when that ball is soon as that ball is coming off the ground. Mm. So it's not considered a gather yet. That's where the half step is coming. Then you see the two steps right. that he's actually allowed to take, so and he's you're saying walk. So he's, it, yeah, it, it, it so, sounds like. So what Antoine is saying, it sounds like he know how to direct the ball. So when he taking that step, where you think he taking the step, he's directing the ball towards him. So it's not even looking like a step. So when he do take the two steps, and you thinking, whoa, whoa you already took a step. That's right. a walk. No, that's not. That's not what he's doing. Get it right. What he's doing is when that get it right. Dribble, half step, gather, two step, shot. Mm. That's where he's getting away with it at. Hey, man. I'm going to have to defer to, to the, the black uh, genius that their brother implemented on the court. Real man. shit. Because, I mean, that's how I grew up watching sports. Like, anytime I would see somebody, whether it was football or basketball, right. anytime I seen somebody do something, I couldn't. Like, what the fuck did he just do? Yeah. I would just watch that shit. I put in a clean VHS tape, tape the game, and just watch that shit over and over again until I figured out what he did. And then mm-hmm. when I go play, I'll be going to try to do that move until Hilarious. I could do it. Gotcha. So that's how I watch sports anyway. Like okay. I watch sports like a coach. Like I watch film. So it's like I'm watching film, trying to break down the game to figure out who's doing what, so mm. I could go out and do it myself. Especially now with me getting back into coaching, is even like even more of a habit now. So right. see now I'm at the uh, defer to the, the people in Secaucus, so I can see Secaucus. the replays and shit. It's talking about the replay center. The replay center. You, 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 you gotta get your Eric Spoelstra on. You gotta go back to the film room and just, you know, just how about you that? Know, just to dissect it, man. But I appreciate him just for the fact that, you know, I always ask the young people like, where, you know, where do you see yourself in Black history? Nice. And literally, like, you know, what James Harden is doing is a piece of Black history in the white-owned sport, and it's so crazy that hmm. it got the white people from a referee standpoint coaching standpoint like how the fuck is this working how is he doing this shit mm. but it also you know shout out to the sports analysts you know on the podcast for putting the work in you know and yeah, really sure. being able to break it down you know so salute to his black genius and being able to be in the same rhythm mm-hmm. as James Harden because it sounds like he really is just tapping into us as a people and the greatness that's already within us you know he's found right a way to you know master a sport that's owned by somebody else but bring some flavor to it that's really changing the dynamics of how the game is played. So it's like literally because he made this move come together through him being dedicated and, and putting the crap, the footwork together in a certain way. You know, now young people is going to be practicing this move and watching the footage just like that. Yeah. So now in the way that he redefined the game, young people is going to redefine the game just like Steph Curry was redefining the game with the shooting. Mm. You know, so now he got big men, young bulls, 
even OGs that's still dedicated to the sport of basketball is trying to, you know, be a be a Steph Curry version, you know, in their best rendition. So it's just like to me, it's just another rendition of just how our greatness is leveling up something in the world, and the world is literally standing on our shoulders. Well, damn, Chris, I never thought about it like that. Hey, man, you got to be able to just, you know, appreciate I, black history happening every day, bro. Yeah, again, I can smoke a bag of that because I never thought about it that way. Damn, Eagles? What? Oh, whoa. All right, so, shit. Fuck, fuck it. Uh, Eagles great great Eagles. segue. Wait, wait. Shit. Great, wait, great, wait, great wait. segue. Wait. Because wait. tonight is night two of the NFL draft. What the fuck just happened with the Eagles? Go well, ahead. Well, first let's uh, <laughs> first let's go day one. Day one, Eagles get an A for their draft pick. Okay, I, I think we definitely need to address the O line. We got to make sure the O line is on point because we got to preserve. Because we got to we got to preserve Carson. So we the O line. Um, then we have two picks in the second draft. I mean, second round. We took uh, running back Miles Sanders from Penn State. Good pick, but. We just picked a dude from Stanford, uh, JJ Arciega Whiteside, but we could have got Paris Campbell, man, from Ohio State. All right, what positions do they play? They both play wide receiver. Okay. And I don't, I didn't, I don't, I didn't mind them taking a wide receiver with their second round pick, but I felt like we should have took the ball Paris Campbell because he's like four two, four four three, low four three four two forty. Damn. And that's exactly that's what we need more of. We need somebody to take the top off the defense. So. But, and we got D-Jax, I mean, but I'll say, we, we definitely yo, he's 32, Jackson. bro. That oh, that step shit. can okay. go at any yes, given. You know, you don't can. know he can come in this season, and next he's not D-Jax anymore. So this is true. It, I don't think this, you have a problem. And besides, man, we, I don't think we re-sign Aguilar. He's on the we, he's on the trading block. I mean, so, obviously because he put out that bullshit ass article. Of course, you know you, you know I always <laughs> said he was the source. You know I of said course. he was the source of that article. But so I felt like bringing in, but I mean, it's still, you can still get a lot of, uh, you can still find a lot of speed though late in the draft. I mean, but I don't think we pick again to like the fifth or sixth round though. So, but yeah, I I, would have liked to seen them take Paris Campbell from Ohio State. So on the contrary, what happened with New York? Um, a beautiful thing happened with New York. They have Dave Gettleman as their GM and he just keeps fucking up. (laughs) So I'm happy as hell. I'm I'm ecstatic, bro. Like yeah. now I'm 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 I don't know if I'm worried about Washington because I don't know. I'm I'm not too sure on um, Dwayne Haskins yet because I mean okay. I know he was high rated. Well, he was like the second rated quarterback this year, but he only had one year starting at Ohio State, and all his receivers are like track stars. Mm. So he didn't have to do much. But the thing is. He basically played in a pro-style system under Urban Meyer and Ryan Davies. So, he should be NFL ready as far as coming to the line of scrimmage, being able to look at the defense and being able to decide where he wants to go with the ball. And Redskins run a similar system with the West Coast offense. The West Coast offense is pretty much just – it's a dink and dunk offense. So, What is a dink and dunk? Basically, you're not throwing the ball downfield too much like – you're not throwing a ball 10 to 15, 20 yards down the field. It's a lot of short intermediate routes where you allow your guys to catch it and run. Mm. A lot of screens and stuff like that, and you okay. rely on the run. So he should be comfortable in that system. But, um, yeah, the Giants, though. First they fuck up by giving up Odell after they just signed. Now, I don't, I don't disagree with the Odell move. I'm not a fan of Odell, but. Shit. I mean, I'm a fan of his ability. But I just you can't name me a team that's won a Super Bowl with a diva wide receiver. I mean, I'll wait, but you can't. 
You can't even name me the team that's went to the Super Bowl with a diva wide receiver in the last 20 years. Yeah, last 20 years. Yet the Cowboys still insist on trying it. They don't have a diva wide receiver. They had two of them. Uh, who? Uh, well, they got rid of Des. And they had T.O. Well, yeah, they, exactly. But they got rid. That's what I'm saying. Who got to this? That's what I'm saying. Who, who name a Super Bowl team that's had a diva at wide receiver? We had T.O. We went to the Super Bowl. Did we win? No. All right. <laughs> and it wasn't T.O. Well, uh, but, but T.O. Hold on, wait a minute. Tell me, tell me, tell me. T.O. gets a bad rap. T.O. gets a T.O. 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 He got a bit of a day. He was a showman, uh, but he wasn't too much of a. He wasn't a diva. That was more like that was just more like internal shit in the locker room, and mm. he didn't really know how to play that in the in, in the in the media. He's not. He I couldn't put because diva wide receivers is like Antonio Brown. I don't think Terrell Owens is an Antonio Brown, mm. and I don't think he's an Odell Beckham like. T.O. always balled on the field. Always. That's true. Always balled on the field. He was a gritty dude. He'd go over the, he, would, he would do anything. He would go over the middle. Whatever. He'd do whatever. And he balled in this Super Bowl. Donovan McNabb choked that one. Yeah, this is true. So, but, I That's mean. That's where he threw up? Yeah. Damn. So, I mean. Willie Beeman. Beeman. Damn, you took it out. Damn. <laughs> so, I, I can't, I'm not mad at the Steelers right. for trading Antonio Brown. And I'm not mad at the Giants for trading Odell Beckham because. Mm. I don't think you can win with distractions like that at wide receiver. Distractions mm. who who will make big mistakes in games. Wow. Like T.O. may have been a distraction, but game time, like he once he figured it out because he mean, put that helmet he on. Was he always yeah. showed up. He, he, he showed up. He was always dependable. He always put That's up numbers. So yeah. yeah. So, I, so I'm he not, don't get the diva. He don't get the diva. I won't give him the diva tag. I would I would give him the hard to deal with maybe. He kind of a little tough to deal with, but not the diva tag, the not the prima donna tag. Right. Got you. Okay. But you know, I feel like we, sh- we. I feel like the Eagles are they. They're right in. We should. We should be right back in it this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know a lot of people didn't want to see Nick Foles go. I didn't either, but I understood because again, I'm I'm Dang. I'm pro Carson. Yeah, I'm pro I, Carson. I, I, would, also. I would love to see Carson get some of that playoff action that but, Nick you know, was getting. It's like you know, I mean, he played last year with a broken back. Yeah, damn, he had a broken vertebrae. Why was in his he back. even playing? Like he shouldn't have been playing, but we was. That's what happened know, to the that's dude. That's what he was talking about. Right, his name. Last year was like rushing him to come we, back. We rushed him back. We got yeah. him hurt. We didn't. That's and I felt up. like the play calling. See two, how the white man do. The play, the play calling too, wasn't conducive to. To the way Carson plays, the the RPO, I think we need to scrap that shit. Like, stop. Don't even call another RPO. Mm-hmm. That run pass option shit where you got half the line pass blocking and the other half of the line run blocking. I think that's the dumbest shit I ever seen in my life. Like that's that's a a pull of that's just a pull a trick play type play every now and again. That's not something that you consistently like run. I was about to say, is that was that the yeah. Philly special situation? Not necessarily. Uh, it no, the Philly special was a run PO. It was. It was. It was yeah, a RPO. He it, to it was a RPO. You're right. It was a RPO. But that's right. why I worked in that situation because it was it was a, it's a situational play. Mm. You're on the you're, you're in the yeah, red zone. Exactly. The so red zone. a run hurts you just as much as a pass. So you can call something like that. Then when you had emotion coming with the fake reverse, mm-hmm. so it works. Mm-hmm. It works. But having calling that on inside on your own territory, like on, on the other side of the fifty, mm-hmm. on like a third and eight, where they know you're gonna you gotta pass the ball anyway, it makes right. no sense. Right. And you only have half of your line protecting your quarterback. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. 
So we got to get rid of and we got to stop the uh, the design runs. Like no more calling runs for Carson Wentz. Mm. Like if the pocket breaks down, he scrambles, he can see some yards, he can get the yards, get the yards, but and get get down. Yeah. Like no no we don't need the hero ball. Yeah. No hero ball this year. We don't Please, need you diving trying to get the extra extra yards, trying to run the linebacker over. We don't need none of that. Right. Get what you can. Get down. Take a take a note out of Russell West uh, Russell Wilson's playbook <laughs> and slide. Russell Westbrook. When did Nick Foles come in and take over for uh, Carson? It was always in the playoffs. It was in the no, playoffs. No, no, I mean when they. Well, when he, he started won the Super Bowl. This, he started that. That was what week thirteen. Damn. Came against in. LA. Against the Rams. Came yep. in at week thirteen and won the motherfucking Super Bowl. Yeah. Sometimes it bees like that. Though. I wonder what's the commission check off for Super Bowl and real quick like. Yeah, it's a real good question. Um, I don't forgot you get you get you get like I think you whatever your salary is, you get another week of that. Okay. When they're however long you play in the playoffs, I don't know if that if if your if your salary increases or if you just get more of your salary, whatever your salary is, whatever your weekly check is. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, his earnings is increased up crazy because he's a Super Bowl MVP quarterback. Yeah, for so sure. he, he, his, he, he definitely, his earnings is definitely going to go up just off of that alone. But, I mean, now we'll see. He got his own team. He gets his own team again. What do you play for now? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. All right, to bring it back real quick for the Eagles, when, when they showed how they called that play the Philly special, how he walked over to the coach and said, yo, Ready. Let's do ready the Philly, Philly special. You, you, re- say you ready you, for the Philly Philly? Are you really for the Philly? Like, that was heavy, bro. <laughs> Coach wasn't even expecting that shit. Like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. Boom. Why like, not? You in the Super Bowl. Go for right. the gusto. That was heavy. Beat the motherfucking Patriots. Damn, that was something to remember. Yeah, yeah man. That was, that was a great time. Now, you know, like I said, we, 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 we want to catch up on all of the current events that has happened. Um... I want to talk about these the, the church burnings that's been going on, um, but the black churches in Louisiana that all got burnt down. It was reported, but there's no there was no response. If I'm not mistaken, if I I mean if, well, the, if there, there was a response, then please correct me. There was a it's all good. Uh, they they did do it, you know because they they had the police chief's son as a suspect, right? In the bombings. Now I don't know if. Yeah. He's been a, if he was arrested or anything like that because like there's been little to no media coverage, but yeah, um, course, they right. suspected the police chiefs. But me, me personally, I feel like man, like I feel like it was some records in them in them in them churches, of some of some they didn't want to get out of some of like because when you know because you know we talk often on this show about you know our lineage, you know what mm-hmm. I mean you know, and I mm-hmm. feel like it's some people who could have traced their lineage back through old because those were old churches yeah through some marriages that may have taken place at that church and baptisms too and baptisms now where you know you might want to be looking up your genealogy and find out well maybe your family may have already been here and those records now don't exist because it's just weird and then i felt like traction was picking up with those stories and then all of a sudden you get the church in Paris. That's what I was burning. ready to talk about. It's like it was like you know how we talked before about the misdirection, right? Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. It's like how quickly they can snatch our attention away mm-hmm. with you know putting emphasis on something like like putting putting emphasis on something like that. Like all right, you know, because like I was seeing it more and more. You know, people asking about the churches, what's going on with the churches, and then now all of a sudden, they're one of their churches. Um, 
Burns and now the I've now haven't heard anything else about the Louisiana churches. Right, and th- th- and that's my thing. It's like, all right, these three black churches in Louisiana they burned down. There's no GoFundMe. Right, there's, right. There's no kind of uh, crowdsourcing or, or fundraising to eat, at least give these churches a, a, a new building or something, something for the pain and suffering. But, but oh, go ahead, finish your point. The cathedral in Paris, from what I from what I heard and what was reported, raised like eight hundred million dollars, and five hundred million dollars was from one person. Yeah, a lot of that's from like what? private private donors. Yeah, I mean, well, a lot of private elite donors that's that's <laughs> in Paris or that's that you know in Paris or from Paris. Yeah. So five hundred million, huh? Five hundred million for one person. Yeah, but the the church now did I see that that cathedral was like worth like three billion dollars? I'm sure it was. I'm sure. I'm sure it's worth uh, a lot of money. So just when you just so again, it's like, and again, the responsible social media, and these are from black celebrities who feel more grief and pain. About the cathedral in Paris, but that's who. But they but, don't care about the churches in. But Louisiana. that's exactly. But that's what I'm. That's 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 the point I was just getting ready to make. This is where it's like it shouldn't matter. I, it shouldn't matter if the world outside of the black community cares about the Louisiana churches. We 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 have enough affluent celebrities and people in power. Whereas though mm-hmm. that shit should have been just taken care of on our end. Like, right. You know what I mean? We don't need. We don't need. A, we I like. We don't. We shouldn't need white folks to care about them churches. It's right. true. I mean, it's great if you do, but we shouldn't need their. We shouldn't need their support to get those churches fixed, Absolutely. or to or to get to the bottom of what I happened. Agree. We should be able to fund our own investigations to figure out who we should be telling these police they should be targeting as far as suspects and who burnt the church down. Because mm. it was that, it was Chris, three churches. I, just, no, I, I totally agree. No, I just to give a little. Fuck Fucking churches anyway, cause plus, yeah. Plus, I believe people that are more supportive of the Catholic Church than you know I mean, like I these said, black churches. Even right. if they are black, I think they need a history lesson. Because it was I mean, it was three churches in the same Louisiana parish, right? So it, that's what I mean. Like it, it's regardless of what you, or however you feel about your religious beliefs, anything like that. Like I feel like it wasn't just about it wasn't that wasn't a religious statement in my point in my mm-hmm. point of view. I feel like it might have been some records because they they're historically black churches so that means they probably have ties to slavery and that means right. they have ties to slavery they have ties to identifying some of our relatives even, for lack of a better to feel like native american exactly that's what i mean that's oh, what i'm okay, saying because yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, it was, it was, there was a you know a heavy native american um population in louisiana mm-hmm. um a lot of the different tribes were in louisiana at that time so i feel like it was definitely some things going on. It's definitely it was definitely documents and things in those churches that got burned down in those fires. Mm. Damn. Like I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. You know I think that's an excellent point. Um, you know, to me I think it, I think that's a great point for us as a community to really even you know go after or avenue to really explore. It's just like you know, a lot of the things that's really messing us up as far as how we care mm-hmm. you know how we um stay in tune it's just because the narrative is not uh, you know it's not necessarily coming from us mm-hmm. you know we still relying on news reports from stuff that we don't own right um stuff that if you do see representation we still not need that's not necessarily resonating with the culture mm-hmm. you know that most you know a lot of us is embodying or identify with for sure and i think 
you know us as young energy or at least the young ogs you know i think that i think the point that twine made was 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 divine you know i think just if anything could come from them churches coming down it, it's us to just really realize the value of the things that represent our story absolutely um and then just to dive more into our story um because even if you know that is the result of it that is a great way and a, um, a divine way of honoring you know those that church history you know it's kind of like you know a lot of people think they honoring the good brother nipsey by banging his music but it's like he's giving so much principle and, and yes and, he is and well yes he was and like modeling so much action and execution that to me like that's that's really where you can be get the inspiration right. from mm -hmm. um and it doesn't necessarily have to say like you have to go do the, the exact same moves that he that he did um you know but just know that you can make moves mm -hmm. and know that you don't need nobody outside your culture to give you that permission and literally like you know i take or that even validate you even more so you know because when you're about ownership and you're about self-determination and pride um you know that's really what our churches embody you know when they were created and all the way up until that moment when they you know we lost them now so literally like you know we just got to really remember the spirit and energy mm -hmm. of these things you know these places these environments you know these these individuals and really just decide to just yo really go deeper than the surface and honor really like the, the energy and spirit of what was being embodied because sure. like twine said i totally agree like i i think it's something much more than just a a choir book that was in there that got burnt right like i think it was something that was much more impactful to us really finding out who we are in this information mm. age and you know something like that can really spark the spirit and the level of self-value that we had how about it and that's the last thing they want us to really get into um is getting that value and then you know the church is, is is the reason that we we develop so many skill sets like some of the best singers come from the church some true. of the best speakers come from the church this is true you know some of the most boldest thinkers come from the church even the best musicians straight up you know so not the just things, singers but inst instrument all the way you around know you know you around, just right. you, we're the instruments so literally mm -hmm. we learn to play ourselves at the maximum skill at the church Wow. You know, we feel most confident in showcasing our skills at the church. Wow. And then we may feel confident to take them on, you know, America's Got Talent. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, where are you from? I'm from Louisiana, this small town nobody in America heard of. When did you, uh, how did you start singing? You were saying, my grandma took me to church and had me on choir. <laughs> like, yeah. literally. You know, but that's, you know, that's oftentimes demean or like you know uh minimize when really like you know the powers that be or the people outside of our culture they understand yeah. like even the ones that they do want to talk about like martin luther king came from the church mm -hmm. you know during the civil rights movement the churches were the safe spaces yeah. you know the safe haven so even back with like with the bombing and everything like they, they always try to attack the places where we could commune and mm -hmm. get more of our story and our narrative and through getting that story and narrative, that's where we get that confidence mm -hmm. to operate like a Nipsey hustle. That's when you it? that's when you get those doses of, of culture and self-determination to be unapologetic. Mm. You know, so the last thing they want is people that a young energy that's already disruptive to really have a level of knowledge itself mm, and shit. empowerment. And it's coming from a place as sacred as that type building. Right. You know, cause like it's gonna be it's really hard to to, to convince certain people of certain faith to do things that's out of order of that faith mm. you know but they'll go to the absolute max if you come in there with the wrong energy that's disrespecting the faith according to like their right. you know their perspective right who brought who brought the black people to church the faith though <laughs> who bought them who brought it to him? Who brought it to him? How deep you want to go with that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah see, Because, like, that? no, 
I'm gonna say this because, and, and I'm 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 glad you brought that up because I've always wanted to do, and you know, we we talked about this before. I've always wanted to do a why show. Just asking why, like okay, even 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 with a <laughs> right, <laughs> even with a, with a question that 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 Matt asked. I always come back with, okay, you know, black people will say that Christianity is the white man's religion, but in the same breath, they'll argue that Jesus was black. So which one is it? I mean, it's not, they're both not the same people that say that all the time, though. Like, but a lot of times it is. But I like how Chris broke it down because here, you know, even if it was brought to him from the she Europeans or whatever, uh, <laughs> you know, they it backfired on the Europeans with the black folks, you know, giving them this religion because here they found a secret place for them to come together and uh, exploit their talents. You know what I mean? In a way that that these Europeans never probably could think because that shit, you know, from what I'm reading, was all about control and conquer. Mm, and yeah. in some sense people were conquered but it it showed another side of the people that they can come together and give uh energy that wasn't before mm. I mean, but don't get it fucked up before the churches came they they still had this energy like you was breaking down something earlier about how you know being newbie and people that sitting that sit down and fold your hand shit ain't what it is we got to be active Right, absolutely. You know, yeah. sitting in the church and listening to a motherfucker read a book over the same over and over and over again, that ain't being active. But they right. found a way to be active in that motherfucker. Right. So that's like y'all was talking about finding these these singers, great singers. These uh, singers come from churches, and other people come from churches. But at the same time, like that was a master plan to divide and conquer. Um. So, mm. is it a good or is it? But we still found light y'all, in I'll that whole say, some, instance. Some like that. Is is always based on perspective, you know. Is it when I mean when someone came to your land, handed you a holy Bible, and they took your land from you? No, I'm just talking about just the the like what Chris was talking about, like the just the overall concept of the church, and right. just what you said, like what you just said about religion. It's all about perspective. Yeah, because like, how many the, different the, religions is it? So over 500 it's a lot. over 500 yeah. more than that yes yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot more than that, that. that's but, crazy but what religions. i mean like Damn. you know that's a big three you just you just talked about the church like the, or the church could be used as a means to divide and conquer right but chris just said that the church is the safe haven for us to go to either to worship to network or even just to learn how to be active you know I mean, what I'm saying? I mean, so, I mean it, it, had, it had to be the place where they had to do that. They had no other place to go. Yeah, I think that's just a sign of our ingenuity. Like, yeah. I mean, we can we can okay. adapt to anything. So, uh, no matter where you put like it, motherfuckers made the best out of it. Like the boy that's in that's in online now. That he's in jail, making uh, he got a clothing line in prison. Talking about the boy that be dancing and shit. Yeah, shit, crazy. Uh, wait, wait, who? Yeah, skin boy. He looked like he from both. No, 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 not here. Some, some other boy. <laughs> yeah, he got like a whole clothing line in prison. Like he wow. cutting out, he cutting pillows and. The beds and uh, like the plastics and shit. And using he's making uh, t-shirts. Yeah, using uh, wow. staples and uh, two floss. Um, the floss. Dental yeah. floss. Dental floss. Wow. Shit. Okay. Yeah. That shouts to Mount dropping that gym right there, man. <laughs> right. That's another piece of Black history that's taking place every day, and it's literally letting you know it's like as much as they try to trap our minds mm-hmm. and our body, man. It's like when your spirit is tapped into something greater than you. Cause like that's you know, like not even try to put it on me, but like I just I look at myself and I just represent something bigger than me, and I choose right. to acknowledge and decide to be a representative. Yeah, for sure. And because of that, like, and I feel like every great leader, anybody that just came with a message, whether you had a big following or not, 
you just choose to tap into something greater than you. Like even even Beyonce say like when she get on stage, she go into this like this this zone where it's like that's how Sasha, Sasha Fierce, Fierce came out. Like yeah. she's tapping into something greater than what she know as Beyonce. Now, great segue with Beyonce. It's funny you said that. It's right. So funny Sasha, you said Sasha that. Sasha Fierce. Because you know Sasha, Sasha Fierce? Fierce was apparently not in that fucking studio when they made when she made this remix or this remake of Frankie Beverly and Mazes before I let go. I mean, uh I, I the fuck what, was that? I mean, I think I I, honestly, I think she did an okay job. It's just the fact that Frankie Beverly and Maze did an excellent. That's just a, a priceless, uh, untouchable. Yeah, song. you don't like. It, it, this is the thing when it comes to music, you don't touch a cult classic. Yeah, you yeah, do we, not we, fucking touch it. Yeah, yeah some things just you just, you leave it alone. It's like it's like when you want to tear down certain. <laughs> Buildings in the city now. Nah, that's yeah, a historical it's a, it's landmark. A historical Leave landmark. It alone. Can't got to really, build around this joint. Right. I really feel like a lot of songs should be looked at as historical landmarks. I agree. You shouldn't be allowed you to sample it. Should not be able or, to sample or, or, it. Or you should not be able to cover it. Remake it. Put your own full semi half with a dip twist and mm. all that ring. All that other Ringling Brothers shit. Right. You just leave it alone. I, I, and what she did, and I, I, I saw the hashtag of before I let go challenge on Instagram. And I'm like, stop with the bullshit, please. Please. Like, Beyonce, hey, you a sister. And right on. But I got to hold you accountable for that bullshit. Right. I mean, just because you Beyonce, look, Beehive, you can give me all the smoke. I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to respond anyway. So shoot away. But I mean, shit is shit. Like we <laughs> we we gotta call her on that. I'm right, sorry. Shit. shit is shit. We gotta call her on that. Right. So um, what y'all think about that? I mean, I look at it as you gotta, you know, Inga, what up? Being being, I'm a logical thinker as best you know, and, and mm-hmm. as often as I as I can be, and you know, for the nature of the business that she's in. And the fact that she still wants to be in that business in the lane that she is in through like singing, being an artist, you know, she got to tap into the people that's, you know, going to pay to really keep her in that business. So the people that's going to do that most, most mm. like unapologetically is some people that have no idea really and truly how valuable the original song was. Right. Right. You feel me? Like, especially these motherfuckers that's listening to her. They, some of the, some of the young energy that's tapping in is just still fascinated by the big, you saying the fact that how many tracks is on that joint? Like oh. on Beyonce, I think it's like forty tracks or something. Like she she did an un, un, unorthodox amount of tracks for this album, you for know? the for her latest album. That's what I that's what I've heard. Like I heard it's like you saying it's a bunch. Of, like it's not like a a ten track or a seventeen track type. Yeah, she did a lot of like, tracks. She did like you saying like twenty plus or something like that. All right, I'll say this, um, and this is just me being a music head and a a, a lyric purist, right? I hope. A lot of her song, a lot of these songs on this album are thought provoking because a lot of her music ain't that thought provoking in my eyes. Well, a lot of her I lyrics, would say, I would say, no, I would say that she does a, a phenomenal job of interweaving like the, the like certain subject matters with the like with with like seemingly un 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 unimportant lyrics because like on because if you listen to a lot of the tracks off her please, album please her and jay-z down. album okay like she was she was they was talking some shit on that joint mm. 
heard about us, friends, um, the black love. That just shit, they was, you know, she, like, I was listening to, like, damn, her uh, I, I gotta digest that album. I'm like, yo, her verse is better than Jay on it. Her verse is better than Jay-Z's on these joints. Like, if you go listen to them, like, she was talking. It's just, she's very good at making popular music as well as interjecting, like, like dope material in, the, in, in, in those lyrics. It, it seems like... It seems like she's not really talking much, but you got to kind of listen to it a little more and see you what she's coming from. You got to read between the lines with Yeah, like, yeah. She's not going to go, okay. she's not going to be straight up like uh, NDRE or uh, somebody that's more in your face with what they're talking about. Because right. she, she, she got, you know, she, she know how to sell records. Yeah, I would put it. I, that's the best way to put it. She knows right. how to sell records. I mean, and I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not she's not knock she, her. Because she, she's not talking like. Like you listen to most R and B from the women's perspective right now, it's it's all the same shit. Yeah, like and, I mean, and it's been like that for like the past fifteen years. Right. So, I, and I would say she's not like like all right. She she she'll come from the perspective of like all right. Let, let's say when she was with the the lemonade John, where she was yeah. talking about how Jay Z cheated on her. Yeah. All right. She was giving you that like the hurt woman's perspective, but like she was going in depth with that shit, dog. She was talking yeah. about how like. The shit gave a miscarriage, the effects on the marriage. Like it wasn't just like, oh, you ain't shit, you cheated on me. Right. Chorus. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it was dealing with like more yeah, drama and more like of the underlying issues that come from infidelity. Mm. So it was like Damn, she's I, just I very good at making a song. She, she's right. very yeah. good at making a popular song. You, I mean, she's very talented. Her, I'm you not think somebody knock her hustle real quick? I was, I, I'm not gonna knock her hustle. Uh, what are you but saying? I'm, all I'm saying is, for me, yeah. In order for me to tune in, I, I I really need more more originality in her subject matter. Well, because she just she's trying to sell to, records, bro. None, that's what I'm saying is like for me. That's why she be dancing around and shit. But that's why I said for me. That's I, cool. I, I understand mean, she's bro, trying to sell can, can records. You, can you elaborate her, on? I'm just saying like, her music. Well, like a Laura Hill. Like, what do you mean by originality exactly. and subject? My bad. Because I mean, My everybody. Bad, Hill. I didn't mean to everybody. Put you in the same everybody. Everybody sings about the same shit for the most part. Like, I don't know who's really like. What do you mean? That's what I mean by origin, originality and subject matter. Like, like what do you mean? Because everybody kind of sings about the same things. Yeah, I know, and this is why I don't listen to R and B today because it's the same shit. No, but I mean, but it's always gonna be the same yeah, I, I shit. Know. Is it how she does it? No, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of a of a song where it's like, okay, uh, the fuck was this? Um, all right, I'll take "Drunken Love" for instance. N- nothing in that song was appealing to me. Skateboard. All right, well, yeah. well, I'm sorry, not skateboard, but surfboard. But that was watermelon. a. All right, but and I was, I'm like. As that, a guy listening to this shit, I'm not turned on. But that song wasn't for you. But at the same as opposed, time, that was a song to motivate. Listen, that was a song more to get ladies in the mood to if, feel sexy to if, come do all that shit to you. But all I'm saying is, if I'm <laughs> listening to it from a guy's perspective, I'm imagining she ain't her doing that nigga. shit to me. <laughs> like, I, are obviously, you, you know what I'm saying. But this but, is what I'm saying. Like, if I'm listening to like Drunken Love, I'm trying to visualize what she's talking about okay what she was talking about just didn't appeal to me now you know i'm not fucking gay i'm the most probably the most heterosexual man in this room 
Especially based off of the shit I look at on Instagram. But all I'm saying is, I mean, you're either the, heterosexual or you're not. Like, how, how can yeah, you be the most no love heterosexual? I just, just want to say that shit <laughs> in the room. <laughs> I just want to say that shit. But no, it's just everything that she was saying. Fuck you, man. I see your head. <laughs> um, no, but just everything in that song that she was talking about, it was just. See, now I got the yeah. exact opposite. Like, I was I, like, okay, be talking that freak shit. All right, I, I, I was, didn't get turned on by. It. I That's mean, all I'm saying. It just didn't appeal to me. So like you thought about Beyonce surfboarding you? You didn't get turned on. You sure you heterosexual? Fuck you. <laughs> of course I'm heterosexual, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. You <laughs> All I'm just saying is what I heard, it just wasn't appealing to me. It's something That's else that saying. it is. It's like, it's, it's something. Just, is it, is it, it, is it, it how she go about it? Just like, fuck the surfboard I, I, song I, I, or the I, whatever I it's called. Give, Do you think I can give you a great song. Adina Howard's Strawberries, right? Old ass song. Yeah, I remember that song. You know what I'm I remember that song. Strawberries song on top of me. Like, I remember that song. Yes. I remember that song. I can listen to that shit and I can see her in a bubble bath with just a shitload of strawberries so and her tits. Why can't you out. see? I just her, can't see you Beyonce. Can't see, you can't see Beyonce surfboarding no, you? No. Be, I think because. You might be on something divine, Chris, <laughs> that I've been touching on before, but I'll let you finish. Fuck you talking about, <laughs> Nah, like remember a couple years ago, years. Remember months ago, I was just like, you know, that's why she just she gives you this image, but she just really ain't the image. Like she dancing around. Remember Touché. I saying, remember how I was Touché. saying. Remember one day I, I was like, when Britney was in here, me and Britney was going back and forth a little bit about like, yo, she really can't sing like that. But mm-hmm. I was going off listening to women like Adele. You can't you can't put Adele and Beyonce in the same no. sentence. But you oh, wait, know, wait, 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 like way better I, To my point of view I think Adele can sing Way better than me I, I see I completely disagree See that see, Now, now this I completely is disagree this is I mean What I, what vocal range Does Adele have That Beyonce doesn't have Because Beyonce can see, Hit every 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 octave And but, vocal but, range and I, See I, And it will bring us Back to this It's like What, what, what like note can she hit not like Hold up, you, we, you, we just said Adele. You just brought a what? totally different person. The only thing he's talking about, Adele. The only thing, I'm okay. The only thing Mariah Beyonce Carey. can't do that Mariah Carey can do is hit that extremely high note that she do when she sounds like she's screaming, but she's not. Right, other than that, so other mean, than that, Beyonce so is every bit the singer that, that you mean to tell me yo, that Beyonce can hit all twelve octaves. I don't know about all twelve octaves. I mean, she's not. She can't sing opera, Mariah but I, you Carey know what I'm saying. Can. Huh? Mariah Carey can or she could. She doesn't. She did. But she doesn't. <laughs> she did. She doesn't. Now like, she what? doesn't because no. she she on that booger sugar. But that's besides the point. <laughs> booger sugar. Go ahead, kid. No, I'm just saying, like, what, what, like, what? I mean, I'm for, loving this conversation. Voice wise, is good. <laughs> I mean, only only people she not touching to me is like Whitney. She can trust Jennifer Hudson too. Jennifer Hudson screams good to question. me. Good question. Jennifer Hudson see, to me every, is just loud. Exactly. Like she's see, loud. Everybody' perspective is different. It to is. me, Jennifer Hudson oh, is loud. Fantasia. I forgot about Fantasia, but Fantasia I don't know. got that West Philly voice. Another one that <laughs> you a dickhead. You like to me, the only person Beyonce like can't really can't sing English better than like... is like Whitney Houston. <laughs> to me. <laughs> Whitney, that's, that's it, just Whitney. To me, I, I don't. That's oh, the only I, person I don't I, think she I, can I sing agree, better than is Whitney I agree Houston. With you on that. That's the only person I don't <laughs> think she can sing better than is Whitney Houston. <laughs> I, I agree with you on that, but 
at the end of the day, this this conversation <laughs> really is a nature of perspective. Because isn't it always? Good point. But like I said, with Beyonce, my perspective, it like when I heard, you know, the, the surfboard song or like if you gotta go go listen, like you gotta they please, truly yeah, appreciate point, her voice. Listen to like her shit pre put a ring on it because that's when she really was going like for the pop charts type mm-hmm. songs. Listen so like, to her like sing the B, like the B Day album. Yeah, listen to her her shit before when she started putting out the put a ring on it and shit like that. And yeah, the and the to the and and and, and the, yeah the the ring the ring the like the, like the shit that came yeah, out before say, ring the alarm. No, no. Like that 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 that, that B Day album. Like, I can't front. It, that's what I'm saying. Like if you you, that was on you my can't listen you can't listen to that that <laughs> album and be like yo she can't sing like a like Adele to me like she can sing like I'm not saying she can't sing but like there's different notes and ranges that Adele don't touch. That's why Adele makes the same to me it's not like she makes the same song all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean like Beyonce can she can flow like a rapper but she's singing. She can give you a love ballad. She can give you a pop song. Like she can do. It's no. It's, it's no song she can't do. This songs Adele can't get on. She can't do. Like what? Like love on top. <laughs> Adele. Adele may not be able to give you the love on top, John. Like mm. Beyonce. Gave like it's. You. Yeah, I mean, it's a I'll lot of. Grade you. I don't see Adele. Right. Really she can't do down. that. It's it's certain. Shit, like she like you can't play like you can't really have a whole lot of instruments playing with Adele singing. You got, you got to you got to give her some like and just give her a simple joint to follow and then let her go up and down on that on that range or I mean on All on right. that range for the most part. I got a question for a panel or for this panel. In a sing off, Beyoncé or Mary J, who you going with? Mary J. Beyoncé or Mary J. Mary J Blige? Beyonce. Who else? I'm not talking about Mary Jane. Beyonce, bro. Beyonce. 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 Not not Beyonce. a question. Right. Beyonce. Now Mary J Blige can't sing, bro. Yeah, she do got Mary J. Blige can't too. sing. She can't sing. Or Mary dance. J. Blige can't sing. Like, Mary Fant- J. Blige Fantasia cannot sing. Mary J. Blige can't sing. Bro. I'm sorry. Mary J. Blige can't sing. Mary J. Blige can't sing. Mary J. Blige is the queen of getting her heart broken and yeah. being able to connote that shit with that exactly shit to women all over the world, bro. That is her signature. That is her signature. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what you get from Beyonce. You get that. I mean, not Beyonce. Mary J. Blige. You, you get you, the Mary J. Blige's feelings is hurt, and you hear that shit. Hell yeah! All right, all right, all right. Hmm. All right. We we did say you know Beyonce or Jennifer Hudson. I'm going to say Beyonce unless Jennifer it's Hudson. unless you unless you say Whitney Houston. I'm probably going to say Beyonce. I'm trying to think of. Who I don't knock him on that because I you know I, I I appreciate the artistry that comes with Beyonce. Like she's so much of a versatile talent. That you know, that to me, that puts her in the lane of her own. You know, when I heard Adele, like Adele to me is like a, a John a... Legend type, classically trained. <laughs> yeah, like, like she's the female. She got a voice. You said it. But you can tell that she trained the John the Legend. The female John Legend. John Legend. Yeah. That is yeah. a yeah. pen. Hell yeah. You know, <laughs> music. There you go. He can do classical uh, music, but niggas like Rick Ross, like, yo, bring that dope ass voice though, but sing these bars like this. But we gonna be And because he technically understand how to use a voice, he can do it. And he's not going to sound bad, 
But at the same time, he's not going to be able to, to, to deliver certain types of music in the way that other artists can just because. Yeah, remember when Jamie Foxx was talent that he's right. with. And then her performances, like she's one of the great, she's one of, if not, yo, the she's greatest, the greatest performer of all now, time, bro. I agree with that. Because she, she is put on a, fucking a show. show and she right. is active <laughs> singing. She is active singing. Like she's mm. they, they, there's no playback track going on. This is true. She that's her singing this is true. doing all the choreography and shit, bro. Mm. Adele did Adele can't do choreography she, and shit. She ain't oh, doing she that can. shit. She standing Adele is standing center stage for the entire show. This is true. This is true. <laughs> that's it. She is center stage. She might Damn. move. She might you'll, move. Her, you'll never she see might her move around. On she stage, might move her guys. head to the side on the mic. That is it. Beyonce is going from left to right, front to back, singing the shit out them songs. All right, let's go performances. Katy Real Perry. Quick. Katy Perry can perform. Fuck no! <laughs> your, your, your white half is showing tonight. Oh, that, that was just a joke. No. All right, performance wise, Beyonce, Janet Jackson. Beyonce. I'm going Janet. You gotta go Beyonce because she, she, oh, she's singing. You know yeah. Janet. Only until they bring the Rhythm Nation set out. Other than that, she is. is but be, yo, wait a minute, Beyonce doing Rhythm Nation type shit in heels. I know, I know. Well, At the Super Bowl. That? No, I'm saying, like, wait, that's what yo, Beyonce, bro. Like, Beyonce, male or female, Beyonce. Monkey just hanging out. I'm sorry. Right. I give it to Beyonce, male or female. I give it to Chris Brown, male, though. I I give it to Beyonce, male or female. What do you mean, male or female? Just performance. 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 Live live performance. Live performance, male or female. Nah, um, right. right now, right now. Oh, I'm, I'm, no, anytime. Hey, Michael, Steve. nigga, Michael performance. She better than Mike, crazy. bro. And Mike performance wow. is the shit. You wow. tripping? Bro. I give her that Top all time. time. I give Beyonce better than all Michael time. Jackson. Yo, Beyonce all time. We gotta be. We just gotta be. Michael, Michael Jackson, my favorite entertainer Stop. ever. You're tripping? That's now, my favorite bro. entertainer ever. I give it to Beyonce. I was tripping before, but now you tripping? I give it to Beyonce. You gotta look at. We could look at James Brown. All these other like. Come on. Listen, I had to turn the music off for this shit. Yeah, yeah. You do not. I give it to Beyonce. Beyonce over I Michael fucking Beyonce. Jackson. I just did. I give I give James Brown over Beyonce. Yo, Prince is better than That's Michael Jackson. Rich. What? Nigga was in hills playing the guitar. My nigga, what are you talking and singing? Hold on. In whoa, hills. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. <laughs> Fuck a moonwalk. Fuck him. You can't moonwalk in fucking hills. It, nigga was in hills. We dancing. We should have no problem. Nigga was in hills. We not. We not. We not gonna congratulate Prince dancing in hills, even though he was with his ass out. Yeah. He was a good artist. He was a good artist. Wait a minute. Time out. How many instruments did Michael play on stage? Yo. None. Okay then. So how was how was how was he better than Prince? Even more impressive. How is he better than Prince? And sing at the same time. Right. Can Prince can dance, sing, he can play the piano, he can play the guitar. I don't care what he was walking around in. We talking about just, the performance. You brought it up. You said he was in hills. I don't care. Oh, oh, look, <laughs> Obviously, you did listen, a couple of minutes listen, ago. Wait, wait, wait. Tom, I'm Tom saying I'm, that out. added to the uh, that added to the that added to the uh, intensity of the performance Name to be able to do the shit in hills. That Prince danced on and danced on. Nigga walking around with his ass out playing the guitar. I don't know. Then how can you say that he's a great performer? I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying. First of all, if you can, first of all, you can play an instrument. 
You can if you can play, you can play. He's playing multiple instruments during the performance. Now, I, multiple I can, instruments. I can fuck with you on that. He's I, not. I he's not. That. He's not just but, singing. Nigga, he's not just. He's not just using his yeah, vocal Prince, instrument. Prince, Prince he's using his vocal instrument. Like he's using his. He's playing. He could play the guitar. He could play. The he could play the piano, and piano. he could play the fucking drums. I, I, I Elton John All was in, on stage playing multiple instruments, dressing up like a motherfucking crazy fucking. But Elton John can't sing. I, yeah, I'm with you on that. But so wait, he's I'm out. Sorry. Elton John I'm can't sorry, sing. But when it comes to overall showmanship and okay, crowd control, I'll give you showmanship. That is fucking Michael. All right, I'll give you that. I'll but give you a, show as a Over, performer. The overall, the overall performance. How many different talents are you bringing to the performance? Is Mike Rage fucking with Beyonce's range? That's a good question. No, I hate that you that's brought my, that shit up. But we talk, we not get it. If we talking music, He's I'm talking Michael. Michael if we talking Beyonce. music, if we saying music, I'll I'll, I'll I'll take Michael's music. But we talking on stage performance. On stage performance I'm giving Beyonce. I'm, I'm rocking Over with Michael. I'm, rock, I'm giving it to Beyonce. I'm with Wait, Twine, man. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Hold on. Now it may be. It may be. I gotta say this. I gotta say this. I have in the in the times I've seen Beyonce perform live. I have never seen anybody pass out. That's cool, but see, I, but somebody wait. passing out is them being a little bit more. Or even grown ass men. That's cool. Acting like women, oh, crying like bitches. You, did, you mean over did, did, a, a man on stage? They didn't even perform yet. All he did was just stand there and look left. I don't know. Then you so, never watched no, the Beyonce that's, performance. That's you know how many men be crying at the Beyonce I performance? Gotta I gotta watch. You I know, say, you know how many dudes she be having out there crying at her performance? I, 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 I actually nigga, seen that shit. Nigga, twenty percent, twenty percent of the Beehive is dudes. What are you talking about? Get the fuck we, out! Listen, you know Chris, it is, nigga. You know we living in a weird time. <laughs> you tripping? Point. You are tripping. Beyonce be having dudes going through it. Are you serious? I'm sorry. Uh, fuck that. Yeah. I don't. Just like Matt said, we are living in a very strange time now. However you want to so, put it. So what? the '80s wasn't strange. Perspective is a motherfucker. So the eight. Wait. So the '80s wasn't strange. I know '80s was strange because Chris. So out, the '80s Chris, wasn't strange because Antoine obviously said this nigga's walk around with heels on with his ass with out. His playing, ass playing, out. Playing, playing purple guitar. First of all, first playing of all, oh, hold on. Talk about. Talk about. Talk about. I. Talk about. I pointed out the fact that he had on heels. Y'all brought out. Y'all brought his ass into it. I just said the nigga was doing. The nigga's playing the guitar and down stage on heels. That, that was facts. Those are facts y'all introduced. So right now, it's Beyonce, Prince, and then Michael. Yup. I say Chris Brown over Prince. Chris Brown over Prince. I'm not putting nobody that can play three different instruments in his set over under under nobody else. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, I'm not putting. I understand. I got I got to give. I got to give somebody that can play three musical instruments. Three play three different instruments in his sets. I gotta give that man props. I got. I gotta give. No, I now, gotta now, give that man now, or woman if it was now, a woman. I gotta now, give granted, him props. I'm, I got I'm, to. Which one? It because that's that's a motherfucker. Because if but, you can jump off the jump off the drums, exactly. You can jump off the drums. Definitely self talk Jump on the piano. Jump off the piano. Jump, jump on, on the, the guitar, guitar and not miss a fucking beat anywhere in hills. Nah, I gotta give you credit. That's talent. That's fucking talent. That's Gemini shit. That's fucking talent. Yeah. That's Gemini <laughs> shit. No, and the reason I say that's Gemini yeah. shit is because us Geminis, we feel like we can do everything under the fucking that's sun. That's talent. That now, shit was crazy. That's talent. That's fucking talent. Now, 
We talk about performance. We talking I'm not talking music. I'm not talking chart topping hits. I'm talking strictly Showman performance. Showman strictly shit. performance, entertaining a live audience. You I'm can jump off of Michael. one instrument, jump onto another, then jump on a third, all in the fucking same song if well, you no, want to. Well, well, then that it's, is it's, talent. Is Prince then Beyonce then right? Because Beyonce can't play as many instruments as Prince. Beyonce, right? I've never seen Beyonce play an instrument. No, I don't. I don't think she plays anything. So it's Prince first. But I would just Beyonce. still. I would still. But I would give her overall show. A higher rating than Prince. I think we may have to do another another show on this this topic. Nah, we just As, got it over with right now. No, we did because I it. feel like we need to dive in more with this. But I will say, in my opinion, if a motherfucker can just stand in one spot and don't move and have the whole stadium crying and passing out, that might be better. To I'm some just people. saying. They're not hold up. They're instead not. They're not crying. Wait, wait, wait. That's so around. much wait better. Wait a minute. Time out. Time out. Motherfucker. Time out. Hold up. High heels no, with his ass out. Hold up. Hold up. Prancing around you like can't a fucking deer. You can't leave it there. You can't <laughs> leave it there. They are not crying and standing there because he's gonna stand still for 60 minutes. They know he' about to get busy. Out there first. You're right. He so going to leave. They're, 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 they're acting like that because they're anticipating what they're about to see. Don't make it seem like he's standing there <laughs> all that time and they just they just going crazy. But that, they're, they're anticipating what, they, what they're getting ready to that's see. still a part of showmanship. Yes, it is. How can you, I mean? It's a part. You, you know, I agree. It's, it's a, part, a part of yeah, showmanship. It's a part of showmanship. Right, it's see, about the performance. Yeah, but it's, it's that's his his standing his standing still is not the show. That's not the show. Oh, I got something. No, it's not no, the show. I, I get that. Right, but you making it seem like that's the show. No, no, no. I'm not saying you're that's saying the show. People crying because he's standing there. They crying because they about to get a fucking moonwalk. <laughs> moonwalk. Moonwalk beats. Uh, Prince around with my ass out. Be, be, be Beyonce, is the talent, though, standing still is like the potential of the talent. That's called crowd, but the control. T- the talent didn't. He literally did not actualize anything that he may be known to do. So it's like I'm saying, literally, the reaction right. that the Beehive is giving Beyonce did, didn't do what you just described, and she's getting the same reaction off of her giving energy, and that energy has these people doing these things in response. But like Beyonce Michael has taken standing there is not giving people energy. All right, somebody is expecting there again. That is showmanship. My point, the hope the re- of the energy. Beyonce is taking taking the, the shows that Michael used to do. Like I remember being a kid watching Michael Jackson Bucharest concert. Okay, I remember that John and that shit. I was that was probably the greatest concert I ever seen in my life. Like I, that I watched. Beyonce is taking. She's built. She's built on those Michael Jackson performances mm-hmm. in terms of her overall show. Right. With 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 the pyrotechnics, the I lights, was about to say the, all that the, shit, the, bro. the amount of choreographies. You know how many fucking back backup dancers she got? Michael, you know how many backup dancers? Michael not had? as many as Beyonce got now. What? Bro, Chris, she don't. Chris, here's what I'm saying. You 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 you, you dealing with Beyonce now? You dealing with revisionist history? Go look at an old Michael Jackson concert, then go look at a Beyonce, Beyonce look, Coachella look, look, it, fucking it, yeah, performance from last year. She got bro, she got Mike ain't never had that many people got on stage. All bro. this Wait, shit going on, so bro. Now what we, Mike we, got her at is that they don't care about us video. Though. Huh? We That's now. If you want to get Mike some props, this is it. <laughs> Mike don't care. Okay, bring in. This is it. I'm saying. You, saying. The, the, I'm saying she has. She has built on those those shows. Like mm. like like any so great she, any she, she any uh, any great any great anybody will tell you they looked at the greats and then they built on and incorporated into their own show. Like I I watch uh, Godfather with the director commentary on because mm-hmm. that's just what I do. Francis Ford Coppola say you you steal from the best. 
Yeah. Right. So it's like that's what you do. You take what you see from the greats and incorporate it to your own show. So she's take she's taking aspects of Michael Jackson's concerts and stuff like that and mm-hmm. built it on her own. And now just with technology and the and the advancement of the time, she's able to do things Mike wasn't able to accomplish it, in his time as a performer. And that's why niggas is crying at her shows. <laughs> man on that note man we gotta wrap this shit up please uh antoine please tell them where they can find you man uh man you can find me on instagram antoine raw a-n-t-o-i-n-e underscore r underscore a underscore w and uh you can find me on facebook antoine stout wait i'm i'm, I'm gonna come back to you chris uh malcolm go yeah you can find me at mgxpov on instagram and at mgxpov on facebook Brother Matthew. Uh, Lavelle Mason, Instagram, Facebook is Matthew Mason. And I was about to say, um, you see what what happened to Mike when he started adding that pyro and shit? Pepsi burns his fucking head off. Yo, y'all, y'all, did y'all actually see that shit? Yo, he was still dancing. That nigga was in flames. <laughs> it, uh, all right, my bad. No, it's all good. Uh, Chris, um, I need. Hakeem's Bookstore, um, Meals with Wings. We need all that shit, And nigga. where they can find you one more time. Give it to us. All right, so Hakeem's Bookstore, you could definitely follow us on Facebook and Instagram. It's spelled H-A-K-I-M-S, and the rest is Bookstore. You know, definitely follow us to stay in tune with the events and the new the new value that we're going to be showcasing from some of the local homegrown talent, in the, you know, in the city. Um, if you want to stay connected to myself, then on Facebook, it's Chris with a C. Um, last name Arnold. Hey, there you go. Hey, dog. Um, and then on Instagram, you can always stay connected Black to me. Moves. Zero zero underscore M R C E O, double O, Mister CEO. And you can find me where I'm at, cause that's where I'll be. Um, Instagram, Cool Guy P. Um, Facebook, Chris the Diz Purnell, but. Just follow me on Instagram because I don't accept anybody on my Facebook unless I really know you. So, on that note, um, this has been a No Vaseline podcast only on WJMS Radio. And briefly, just want to shout out our sponsor, Get Fit With Deed and Get Juicing With Deed. Both on Instagram. Follow him. Fuck with him because we're fucking with him and he's fucking with us. And on that note, I say fuck all y'all with love. We out. We out. What's up? What's my theme music? We got one, nigga.